Had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> All right. All right. Welcome in, everybody. It is Monday, September 12th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM. You know it better as the Big X. And my God, celebratory Mike Rutherford Show episodes are back. We're back. This feels incredible. I feel like we haven't done it. I know we haven't done it for football since the Duke game, which was back in, what, mid-November of last year. It felt like we didn't get to do it for any of the basketball games last year, even when we actually won. I guess the only time that we've had really over-the-top celebrations on the show have been after the the women's team going to the Final Four, the baseball team on air knocking off Michigan in that great comeback uh, to, to clinch the regional title. But besides that, when it comes to the two main sports— Volleyball team went to the Final Four. Volleyball team to go to the Final Four. Yeah. We celebrate all that stuff. But when it comes to the two main sports at UofL, the two sports that drive the conversation around here locally for 365 days out of the year, we haven't gotten a chance to do one of these in a long time. It feels, it feels great. Trevor Kelsey's here with me. Uh, what doesn't feel great is him rocking this Eagles t-shirt right in my face. <laughs> yeah, boy. I'm, I love how I wore my UofL stuff to celebrate. You're wearing your Eagles stuff well, just to throw it in my face. It's the only team you could wear to celebrate this weekend. I could. Hey, they kept within three. I mean, I don't know if the Reds won or not, but... Who cares? I don't think... Yeah, I know the Blue Jays letting cost two out of three this weekend. It's okay. <laughs> We're obviously going to talk a, a lot about Friday night's win over Central Florida. We now have... And Sunday's win over on, on Sunday morning. <laughs> We're talking a little bit about yesterday's yeah. NFL action. We'll talk about well, what else happened in the world of college football. And now uh, a week that is... This is what we wanted to be. We wanted that win over UCF to at least give us a week to get back on the right uh, track. Dream big things about Friday night against Florida State because now it feels like this game on Friday against FSU, it goes from, like, woe is me. Is anybody even going to show up? This sucks so bad. Is this guy going to get fired? Are we going to be 0-3? To, like, hey, I got no idea what the hell is going to happen in this game, but I'm kind of excited about it. That's a, a great thing. But we'll start with this. Trevor Kelsey, how are you? How was your weekend outside of the Eagles beating the Lions? Uh, well, I mean, that just was just the best part of the end of it. I mean, yeah. you know, so I think one else had like I think won five of my fantasy games as well. Five out of nine. I have the worst fantasy team I've ever had in my life. <laughs> I'm already, I've already resigned myself to being relegated next year. <laughs> had a terrible draft. I hated my team from day one. They lived up to my hatred yesterday. It was terrible. So, uh, you know, it was... Good weekend. I got a, Friday gave us a reason not to be complete Eeyores all week long. Oh, I feel so good. I mean, it's now. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. We're gonna completely get completely over the top. We're, we're but going yeah. to get we're, the first segment. We have to be unabashedly celebratory. We, we got. We there got, are we, things to nitpick. We'll get there. There's. The, oh no, no, no. You're right. You're right. There's. There's a time to celebrate. Now, will we celebrate through the week up until Friday? Probably not. Maybe not even make it to the end of the show. We got a couple of days. But you know, what was that? I don't know what that was. Second time I was having it last week. 
What are you doing over there? You're just screwing not, stuff up. Look, not, what's happening again? Quit what? touching the mic. I'm not doing anything. It's raspy. It's just it's going back. You're touching and forth. the mic. Stop. Touching I'm not it. touching anything. Don't. I'm sitting here just with my hands out. Mike, don't touch the mic, Mike. My mics are up. My hands are up. <laughs> no, but I, I want to because it is amazing to me. It, like you sort of alluded to, and we're going to get there. That there were things that make you still feel like, yeah, you know, should, should we be that excited? Or we really fully bought in. Well, but it is amazing to me that just winning a game. It seems like such a little thing. It just makes everything better for the whole weekend. Like, you just have a little bit of extra pep in your step when you oh, wake yeah. up Saturday. Like, I went to bed Friday. I had one of those nights Friday where, like, I'm just I'm trying to go to sleep, but I can't stop scrolling Twitter, looking at everybody celebrating, looking at all the videos, all the quotes. Like, it just makes everything better when the home team is, is winning games like they were on Friday. Even if you don't have grandiose hopes for the rest of the year, even if you're still a little bit down, you just— it was nice to feel nice for a couple of days. I mean, at this age and point in our lives, this is, like, the, the best thing we can get on a Friday night. Yeah, like this. This is like the this is the equivalent of like high school, like finding someone to buy you beer and getting the second base Friday night. Like that's what this was with Louisville getting a win on the weekend, and especially on Friday night this week. It felt great. It felt good. It was. I needed to feel good. I did too. We had you know we had like stuff going on the rest of the weekend. We had Virginia's finally we had to push her party back from last week because Mary's parents uh, unfortunately had COVID. I'd like to hear about the party. By the party way. was great, but yeah. you know getting all that stuff ready is not. It, it's always a little bit stressful. You're running around, and it's a lot easier to do when also you've got something it. she won't remember. All, well, she's three now. You can have conscious memories at three. That's the way it works. That's what they say. You remember anything from three? Uh, I remember stuff from four, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the only reason I know, I can't remember if it was three or four, but I have I have memories of the first house that we lived in, which like, I know we moved out of when I was four. Like, I have flash moments of, like, before, of, I guess that, but most of my memories are seven, eight years old now. Well, yeah, it, it, I have very limited memories yeah, from that like, age. I remember hiding at a Target one time from my uncle and then him not finding me and dragging me out, like, smacking the hell out of me as we're well. being pulled out of Target. He so had you to, remember the good stuff. Because he had to call the cops because he thought someone stole me. Anyway, so, so yeah. we, you know, had the party going on, but it's a lot easier to run around and get everything set up for that when you're riding the high of a victory. Yesterday, Mary's got friends. She does a thing where it's like, you know, old friends from pharmacy school are going to come over. They're bringing their kids. It's going to be like two hours. It'll be quick. I'm like, yeah, right. It's four and a half hours. She's like, two hours, you can just sleep the whole time. I'm like, okay. Yeah, Something right. about her family never is very good, good with uh, structures well, this is, of time. This is family. <laughs> this is, this is, these are friends. So it was the friends coming over with all their kids. It, of course, it's like four and a half hours and like me getting stuff thrown at me by one of their little bleephole kids. Like, <laughs> It was not great. but This is a Saturday or Sunday? This is Sunday. This is yesterday. But, it, oh. again, it makes it okay because the Cardinal victory carries you through the rest of the weekend. It carries us on to Monday, and now we get to talk about it uh, for three hours. So, we want to hear from you in those three hours, by the way, on the Thornton text line. Text us your thoughts, 502-414-1450. While you're at it, download that Refreshing Rewards app. It's going to save you money inside Thornton's when you go in there to buy, a, I don't know, pepperoni pretzel, a little coffee in the morning, a little donut in the morning, whatever you need from Thornton's. They got you covered. That's why they have 76,613 area locations. And uh, download the Freshman Rewards app today, and then text us at 502-414-1450. Sorry, what were you going to say, Trey? I was going to say, now I kind of feel bad, because I thought the party was on Saturday. It was Saturday. So here you are. Okay, so I thought you said Sunday you were going to You are not listening to me at all. The party said- was Saturday, then the Mary's friends from pharmacy school came oh, over with their okay. kids on Sunday. Yeah, two parties, okay. Not really a party, just kind of a get-together. Oh, uh, yeah. see, I was confusing the mixing the two together. I thought you were talking about the pharmacy school people being part of no, 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 party. no. They just came over on. Well, I didn't on realize you were such a wild house over at the Rutherford place this weekend. It was I mean, wild this weekend, man. I mean, it was like Bonnaroo over there. I mean, needed the victory, <laughs> needed the win. Because I was like, you sitting there saying you got people throwing up. Now I feel bad because I was sitting there rubbing it in on Sunday with you. Meanwhile, you're getting like crap thrown at you by other kids, and I'm over here rubbing it in about how the Eagles are just beating up the Lions. And yeah, I fell asleep at the end of the Lions game. <laughs> Virginia took a nap. I, didn't, I was like, I'll watch the end of the Lions game. I'll get her down. I just passed right out. I kind of unfortunately get to watch a lot of the second half because I usually use. The, the site I usually use has become so more popular over the years 
that now it just it doesn't load worth of crap because everybody I'm assuming is on this damn site. Mm. And so I was stuck pretty much watching Red Zone, which is awesome, except for when no one's like when your game's a blowout, they're just never going to your game. They'll just show the quick touchdown replay and it's it. Like I'm not getting any good play by play. So yeah. we'll, we'll talk starts. a little bit more about the game later. When you know, people people want to hear one thing today, and it's us talking about Louisville beating UCF on Friday. Of so, course it is. Let me start with this. I did this. I, I, I didn't do. I, I I've done every year on Card Chronicle this post the week before the season starts. I call it the the post where I predict the future, and I just, it's me giving my game by game predictions. We did this on the show. I think the Thursday before the Syracuse game, you and I went down game by game by game and did our win loss. Everybody does this. Before Scott Satterfield got here, I had prided myself on only having one season where I missed my prediction by more than one game. I was either either totally correct every year or just one game off. One Maybe one win too many, maybe one loss too many. The only year that I was wrong was Steve Cragthorpe's first season in 07. I believed that the talent being left over was going to be enough. I said we'd go 11-1. and one. We went 6-6. Six and six. You also weren't familiar with Cragthorpe that well either. Nobody was. Unfortunately, that was a skit we used to run on Easy Show, the mystery of Creek Steve Cragthorpe. It became less than a mystery very quickly. <laughs> yeah, like, who is this guy? Who so this I, I felt I always did well. I always felt like I had a good pulse on what the team was and wasn't going to be going into a season. Then Scott Satterfield gets here. Year one, I I was one of those that said, yeah, there's a little bit of talent on that roster, but you can't go, you can't be as bad as that team was and have enough talent to have like a a, a good season in year one under a new coach. Was totally wrong. Interesting how much the players hated Greg Petrino. How right? much everybody quit. Yeah, I knew it was a calamity. I didn't know just how widespread yeah. it was. I, I think I, I predicted three and nine. That team goes seven and five in the regular season. The year after, I buy into the hype. I think I said they go eight and three. They went, I think, four and seven. Way off again. Now last year got a little bit better. I said seven and five. They went six and six. My point is this. I've got no idea what the hell this man's going to do on a week to week basis. I've got I came in here on Friday. We did the show at the OG studios on Friday. I came in here on Friday and I started the show by saying, I'm not sure I felt this like less confident in a game that is not expected to be a blowout than this one right here. I just, I had no faith in Louisville's ability to go down to Orlando and really keep it close. And you and I both predicted, I think, multiple score losses. I think I picked a 21 loss, yeah. You picked a big bigger loss than I did. And I kind of I kind of felt wishful thinking saying 38-24. I thought it was going to go poorly. I had no faith whatsoever in our ability to go down there. I'd heard practice hadn't been great. I'd heard the team wasn't going to be all that fired up. And forget all that. Forget all any sort of inside information. This was a team that had been beaten 31-7 to at Syracuse, who was supposed to be the second or third worst team in the ACC. They beat UConn this weekend, didn't they? They beat them bad. Uh, they were up, it was like, it was like, I saw they were up like 28-7. 48-14 was the final. Yeah, they were up big. Rematch coming to the playoff. We're going we're gonna to go 11-1. and They're going to go 13-0. We'll get them in the, in the championship game. We'll be the four seed. They'll be the one. They're coming for you, Dino. We'll see you in, we'll see you in early January. <laughs> it's happening. Down with Dino. So I, I've got this little faith. I reel off stats that, that seem to indicate that it's going to go poorly. And we come out and it looks kind of like what you expect it's going to look like at the beginning. We go down there and score. Maybe the most impressive drive of the season so far. And you're like, okay, maybe. And then... I tweeted the Happy Gilmore thing where he's like, oh, yeah, putting after he drives. I was like, oh, yeah, defense. Central Florida just comes right down the field, marches down with the, the most minimal effort possible, scores to tie it up. Our offense looks stagnant again. They score right back to make it 14-7, and you're like, here we go. This, I, was done. I was done. I Everybody was done. Like The, the mood on social media, the mood on the, the, the game thread on Card Chronicle, it was just everybody gloom is doom. Everybody pissed off at the play calling. Everybody's saying nothing has changed, and I certainly fell into that category as well. And then... I don't know how to explain this. 
10 straight defensive stops. A well, energized team. You, I will need I need you to explain one thing to me. Okay. Cuz cuz I watched the first half while doing the bats game. Okay. So I had it on mute and during every inning me and Nick were conversing about the game and what was going on. One thing cuz we both had TVs on mute. Why did the touchdown get called back on the screen for UCF? Holding call. Was it a okay? Because I never saw a flag on this. They we, never showed a flag on the on like a yellow thing on the TV. Yeah, and they never they never showed the the ref. I like I didn't. We had no idea what was going on. Well, we can talk a little bit about the, about the calls because I think there was we were on the wrong side of some stuff that seemed weird. That they had two touchdowns called back. I one break, of them was, I think, a straight bad call. I'll say it. I was, think we, we got a big. Was break. that the one I just asked you about? Yes, I think okay. I think that's the one you're talking about. Because that was a turning point in the game. It was huge. It was they, huge. they score that touchdown. They're up twenty-one-seven on us. I think we caught a break there, but uh, but we yeah. it didn't happen. The defense steps up incredibly. The offense again. We'll get into this, some of the the nitpicky stuff. They do enough to get the win. I'd throw out the stat before, like on Friday. I was going down all the stats, all the, the weird things that sort of portended bad things. I don't know what's going on. Hey, do you want to switch over to red? Can you, if you can hear it, if it's just me, then I mean, I can hear you. It's just some reason you didn't even. If it's if it's crackling going out, then I just I'll, that I'll one, it's just random. Okay. And that one time was wasn't your fault. Usually, I've been blaming you for touching the mic, but that one was you weren't even touching it. Okay, let me hold on. Now try now talk. I told you, it's been sitting there. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Um. What did they do to that mic? I have no idea. I, I've been using. I, I always used to use the red one, but I went with the yellow one recently because it's been. Well, you switched originally when I would come in there when Jenna would do the board. And yeah, you just kind of stuck. I with just kind of stuck with it because yeah. it was going fine. Well, if this one goes out, we only got blue left, and I don't think we want to use blue, right? I'm not going to that side. I'm not going. To, I don't want to sit all the way over there. Yeah, you can't sit all the way. I can't even see you over there. It's not happening. Yeah, yeah I gotta look at you. Um, Who doesn't? But one of the stats <laughs> that I threw out there was Louisville. When held to, and we made jokes about this, like a three-point bullet plan for winning. Score more points than they do. Score, you know, hold them to a few points and don't turn the ball over. When when Louisville had scored 21 points or fewer under, under Scott Satterfield, they had been 0-9, had not won a game. Yeah. They scored 20 on Friday. Against UCF, this dynamic offense, all this stuff about you know, our defense sucking so badly and them putting up these ridiculous numbers in week one and really ridiculous numbers for the last several years. To win it under those circumstances – I don't know what Scott's gonna do. When I, I've gotten this man—he's a madman. I've got no idea. I'm saying this on Monday. We've got five days to talk about the game on Florida against Florida State on Friday. I've got no idea what the hell's gonna happen on Friday night. Well, None. Not to mention when you hear Satterfield at the game, he sounds like he did after the Syracuse game. Like no, no change. He kind of did. There's like no change in emotion or like in his voice. He's just like, we made tackles, worked hard. I'm like, yeah, I'm proud of the guys. Proud of the guys. We practiced hard. He did the thing in the in the post game celebration where another stat that we threw out a bunch there was you know, these guys have had four perfect home seasons in five years. They've been 31 and two since 2017 at home. Only two losses came in the COVID year, and they were narrow losses to good teams. And we go down there and we beat them by six. And Satterfield does the thing where he's firing. And he's like, they're 31 and two. Now they're 31 and three. You know, like everybody kind of goes nuts. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I appreciate that, Scott. I also, be cool if they'd been undefeated, but yeah. The turning point in the game, well, there were two turning points in the game. One on Twitter, I said that it was time for Mark Weinberg to be the new defensive coordinator because uh, he was tweeting about the defense. And everybody knows I love Mark Weinberg. Favorite Twitter account out there. It's hilarious. But I, I was like, WDRB meteorologist Mark Weinberg, new defensive coordinator. And from that point forward, the defense just stepped up. It was like he was. He was taken over. He, he was eclipsing did. the UCF team. It was a, a lunar eclipse. He, he just he, he dominated. You should use more meteorology uh, references in, in, in your description. I don't have stuff. many in my holster. <laughs> Not many I can go to. There was there was there was a, there was a pass rush coming up through the north. <laughs> it was a shelf cloud. Um, but the, the other thing that that happened that really made me because Scott Satterfield, look, we've had our issues. 
but he comes out there after a dumb penalty. You, the camera catches him saying "stupid ass," and I was like, "This man just said ass on t- on, on TV." No, no, he's after my own heart. No, he's no, he's every time I that. think I'm out, Trevor. He pulls me back in. He pulls me back in. That's, this is who he is. This is what he does. And now he doesn't pull me back in. He's knocking at the door, but I've if he's going to say yet. ass on national TV and win games, I'm back. I'm sorry. I asked for two things in life. One, a coach is going to say ass liberally. Two, a coach is going to win football games. He's doing both now. Out of nowhere. I'm back in. I wish I was I'm not all the way back in. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> all, we're we're going to talk about it. But that, this is, that was my overall thought. was just I, – I, I don't understand how it happened. I, 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 the way that it happened, the fact that it happened, the, the fact that we're here on Monday talking about a win over Central Florida, I expected none of it. The, the manner in which it happened, I would have been even more shocked if you told me it was going to play out that, that way. But at, we just needed something good to happen. I feel like Kevin Malone in the Office episode where he's like, you know, after Holly left, it was pretty tough, and it just feels nice to win one. <laughs> it just felt nice to win one. And against a not-so-nobody team. And we were five and a half a point underdogs. This is a UCF team that's been very, very good in recent years, especially at home. And to go down there and beat them for a, a second straight year now is – no small thing. It doesn't. It doesn't completely justify. It doesn't completely rectify the the mistakes from week one. I said this last week. If they win this game, it's going only going to make me even more mad about what happened against Syracuse. My happiness will outweigh my madness, but it's going to make me more upset about that week one loss. It did. I, I don't know why we couldn't play with that effort against Syracuse. I think I'm not saying we win if we play that with that mentality, but it's certainly a much closer game. And now we still we're back to having a shot. At fixing this thing and not making it weird, going seven and five or going maybe even better than that, dreaming crazy things right now. But things have to get fixed in order for that to actually occur. Did make you feel a little better? Syracuse at least dominated the team they were supposed to in Connecticut. Yes, and now we've got the Purdue game this week, which they're, they're well, going. Whatever happens, they're going to be takes. Po, po, now, now that we got to win our Central Florida. I, while I, my eyes will be on Purdue and what they do with Syracuse. I, I'm more interested in what we're going to do with Florida State now. Now, if we'd lost this game, I probably would have been more intrigued on the Syracuse-Purdue storyline, to be honest with you. I honestly think the most hilarious result, or at least the most, like, going to make the city spontaneously combust result, is if we just beat the absolute bleep out of Florida State and Purdue also goes up to Syracuse and just beats them, like, 49 nothing. Because then people are, like— So confused. We're excited. But like, what— Look what Brom did against the team that Satterfield couldn't beat. But look what we're doing now. Like it's just that would be the most hilarious result in terms of just pure chaos around here. Also, random Kevin Malone quote is my favorite: "Is when if anyone ever gives you hundred thousand, hundred thousand to one bet, it's you un- take it. You take it. Because if John Cougar Mellencamp ever wins an Oscar, I'm getting paid. I'm going to be a very rich man." <laughs> It's a good one. I don't know why it just popped in my head. When you t- Maybe because I lost money. Maybe I feel like I, like I, I, I'm, I have sacrificed. I'm willing to pay for Louisville victories. Well, yeah. On Friday, in terms of betting against Louisville, in, in terms of the emotional hedge, you did bet against Louisville. And if, if it cost me, I, you know what? Look, I put a hundred on some sport. If I have to pay, if it cost me what uh, would be how many games left? If it cost me eleven hundred dollars to get Louisville to win out the rest of the season, I will do it. I love where you're headed, but you only need a salad. I'd rather pay eleven hundred. You pay eleven hundred dollars to not eat a salad. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Pretty much. The only thing that that made me sad. <laughs> I'll, I'll give green. I won't eat it. <laughs> I'm disappointed in, in us because you and I last week we said we were going to like dive back into the whole Golden Knights thing. Don't call us the Golden Knights. We're going to make fun of you. We did it last year. It was a lot of fun. I did it even while I was talking to Nick during the game. I was you like, did. Golden Knights are doing this. It <laughs> made it made the win last year that much more sweet because we went fully in and it pissed them off and and it ended up being great fun. We didn't really do it last week because. Let's be honest. You and I both thought we were going to get our 
you know, bleep kicked in. We thought it was going to be a bad game for Louisville. Yeah. And so we kind of held off on the the crap talking. We kind of held off on the gloating. The Even though we said we were going to because you got to have fun before the game, we didn't really do it enough. And if we had gone all in and just gone with the Golden Knights stuff, I didn't even do it that much on Card Chronicle. I had a couple of like subtle digs here and there, but it was not nearly as in-your-face as it was last year. I did notice on the recap who wrote your recap that I did I, I skimmed through it. They referred to them as Golden Knights the entire recap. Yeah, I mean it's easier to do it it after so, you've won. But it was so subtle the way they did. Like you could tell he wasn't even trying to like make a jab whoever the writer was. Like, I don't think it was you. Yeah, oh, Connor knew. Yeah, he knew. But it was just like it was so subtle the way he just said it as if it, we had no idea they weren't even their name. I lo- I, thought I loved it. Yeah, I threw it in a couple times in the game preview, but like we didn't. I, I didn't emphasize it as much this this go around. We didn't do it as much on the radio show this year because we thought we were going to lose, and it, it was the coward's way out. We took it. And we kind of paid the price for it because we would be even more chest thumpy on this Monday if we'd gone all in last week. I'm disappointed in us, Trev. I'm not. We had no reason to be chest pumpy. If we'd been chest pumpy going into that game, we'd have looked like morons anyway. You should always be chest pumpy. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not. Are you chest pumpy? I'm not, I'm not. I only want to ask you because it's only 36. Not doing the UK game. Yeah, no, well, not that, obviously. I'm more thinking I'm not even chest bumpy for Florida State right now. I, I did have to do a little bit of troll in the UK because, like, it was after the Florida, the Florida game. It's all the, celebra- the celebrations happening. You know, they beat Florida. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to have a little fun. It's Saturday night, whatever. <laughs> the day's over. The kids have finally left the house. We're, we're settled down. And so I was like, two big upset wins from teams from the Commonwealth in the state of Florida this weekend. <laughs> Which one was more impressive? It's really impossible to say. Just like just to see like all the UK fans who in the midst of their celebration would get so mad that they saw this tweet and be like, "It's Rutherford. We beat a number twelve team. You beat it." And then what made it even better was UCF, of course, beat Florida last year in the bowl game, in their Gasparilla Bowl. So anytime they were like, "You guys played a CUSA team. We played the number twelve team in America, and it's the SEC." I'm like, "Oh, well, they played just a few months ago, yeah, and, and UCF won." Gasparilla Bowl, of course. Bad boy, formerly known as the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. <laughs> And, yeah, it was a trolley tweet. I, 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 Kentucky's win was obviously very impressive. I think Florida coming off of a win over Utah is more impressive than what Louisville was able to do. But I don't know. I mean. I was going to have fun. Did you it. not see? We shut down what the people have been calling the, the white Lamar Jackson. John Rice Plumley. I mean. <laughs> if they said one more time in the first half that he, he that he played a different position other than quarterback oh, cool. in the last yeah. two years. <laughs> like, how did this guy not last at quarterback? I'm like, well, he hadn't thrown yet, and they had Matt Corral at Ole Miss. Well, what, I know, are, I, what are you talking about? Andre Ware is terrible. He's I mean, so bad. Yeah. Both those guys were bad. Well, and, and I'll be honest with you, uh, your boy uh, Plumlee isn't exactly the best quarterback either. I mean, Well, yeah, we started seeing him throw, and then all their questions about why he wasn't playing quarterback before were answered in the second half. Like, I felt like the one thing I, as I was watching, especially like the last play of the fourth down, I was like, I want to be like, Coach Brown, bold decision. Drop eight guys back. Let him dare him to hit the wide open receiver, and he doesn't. He couldn't. Hit bold strategy, Coach Brown. Yeah, he, here's. <laughs> let me let me give you a little defensive coordinator tip. D- DC Trevor Kelsey slash DC Mike Rutherford. When you got a quarterback out there that he can pick you apart, say I don't know Brennan Armstrong last year for Virginia, put some pressure on him. Pressure Rush on. him. When you got a quarterback who can't but can beat you with his legs. Keep him in the pocket. Make him throw. I mean, that's all you had to do was put That's simple. I mean, he missed. Not really. I mean, he was, what was his passing position? He was 16 to, 30, 16 to 34. Half of those 18 he missed were probably open receivers. There was a lot of <laughs> throw it as hard as you can very high. Yeah, a lot behind. It felt like Ricky Wilding Vaughn out there playing quarterback. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not not to take away from the defense that, that, that put up. I defense mean, deserves every... Every amount of praise they're going you to know, get today. You know what? It was at least you knew the strategy to do it and and, and went with that. But I mean, that's it helped that their quarterback could not hit to use a, an oldie but a goodie the broadside of a barn. He couldn't. But 
Louisville, you, you know, he certainly could hey, have beat you. It's our fault. We didn't put him at quarterback. He certainly could have beat you with his legs, what he did in the first half. Yeah. Louisville didn't let him. They deserve all the credit for that. And a lot of the guys that we were tough on after the Syracuse performance, I think, stepped up dramatically in this game. Yaya Diaby was fantastic. I mean, yeah, he played well. He was terrific. Uh, had one and a half sacks. It felt like he had even more. Every time there was a big play made behind the line of scrimmage, it felt like he was either there or was about to be there. I thought uh, the the secondary was much improved. Again, going up against a quarterback who was not nearly as accurate as Garrett Schrader was in Week 1, but Kendrick Duncan was fantastic at 13 total tackles. Momo Sonogo, a guy that we were a little bit tough on after the Syracuse game, I thought really stepped up and, you know, kind of – Acquitted himself well, held up to that that captain standard, stepped up and, and was was fantastic. After a tough beginning of the game, I thought Jarvis Brownlee settled down and played pretty well. Uh, Ramon Perrier came off the bench to make uh, some some good plays as the backup on, on the defensive line. It was uh, Money Montgomery. I thought struggled a little bit again. Him and Yasir Abdullah still were waiting for them to to kind of find their former selves, but. Momo Sonogo stepped up enough to, to make up for that, and the defensive line I thought was good. Destel got a good push at the nose tackle position, which he's going to have to now because, as we mentioned on Friday, show Jermaine Lole out for the rest of the year, which is a was the only bummer from Friday. Dorian Jones stepped up and made a big-time play in the backfield. It was just nice to see guys who kind of felt like you know you weren't hearing their names called or they weren't making much of an impact on Saturday against Syracuse step up and make gigantic impacts against UCF. This is, this is the way that you answer the bell. You know, there only, there only was so much they can do to buy the fan base back on defense. And 10 straight stops, including a, uh, pitching a shutout in the second half, is certainly one way to do that, especially against an offense that was supposed to be as dynamic as UCF's was billed as. Did we shut out Syracuse last week year in the second half? No, it was last year? Yeah. Well, last year they only had three points. So, so I think we might have. I was trying to think when was the last time we may have actually shut them out for an entire half. Well, we shut them out for the entire game in 2020. That's true. We beat them 30 yeah. to nothing. That's right. The goose thing, if they only had three points last year, then we definitely shut them out in one of the two Okay, halves. not including Syracuse yeah. in the last Non-Syracuse <laughs> edition. Non-Syracuse edition. I'm, I'm curious when's the last time. Where's Kelly Dickey at when you need him? I think there were a couple games we probably recently have. where we've had. Like, yeah. I have, not, not a game, full game, because obviously the Syracuse shutout was probably the first one we'd had in God knows how long. I mean, shutouts are hard to get in college football in general. So. I mean, that's not, not a knock on them, but to even shut out a team for an entire half, that's pretty. That's, that's a tough thing to do. The big question of the day, can you say something nice about Brian Brown? Are you willing to go there? You don't have to say, like, he's the best defensive coordinator ever. Or I thought I, I'm, I'm wrong. What did you say? He, 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 went with, he chose the proper strategy of daring their quarterback to hit wide-open receivers. Can you say that he did a good job in this game? I, I, I applaud the strategy. You're not going to say he did a good job. Well, it was the it was the right it was the right choice. It was the right strategy. Just say congrats, Coach Brown. You did a great job. You can't do it. You won't do it. You got a better chance of saying Fonz to Fonzie telling you he's wrong. He got the game ball. <laughs> well, good for him. <laughs> I'll say it for you. Congrats to Brian Brown. He's been through a lot. We're not I'm fully sorry. back on the bandwagon. I need, I need he did more a, than in this. this specific game. He did a good job. Listen. You don't have to say you're like you, you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're I'm, sold. I'm not going to say this game. Yeah, I'm well. not going to take you back and put you bring you back in. It's because you got me flowers after you cheated on me. No one's asking no. you to do that. I'm not doing that. Because, no one's asking you okay, to do that. Okay, good. I'm just telling you. I appreciate the the gesture. It was a good strategy. It worked. He had a good game. But let's. You got more. You got a lot more to do to get me back. You know. He knows that. You hugs. But you can say he had a good game. You know, it's like if you're. You've had a bad relationship. You're not fully back to you know ready to like give your your heart back to the person. But if they bring you flowers, you know an unexpected gift at an unexpected time, you can say it's a nice gesture. We had a good day together today. We're not. I'm not fully ready to say I love you again. I'm okay. fully ready to move in. But 
I'm proud. Exactly. Of the, I'm proud of the way you behave. I today. mean, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm hanging out with you this afternoon. That's, we're all there. We're, nobody's like fully back on like, hey, give this man a lifetime contract. Well, let I him mean, coach the team if we fire Satterfield. Give him. I mean, nah, I don't know. But I he think. had a good night. All right. Yeah. He had a. <laughs> he had a good night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, uh, this was also the rare thing where I went to the turnover battle. You know, we under Satterfield had been 16 and two and winning the turnover battle, two and 14 when losing it. We lost it. Okay. I take it back. We tied it. I was like, why are you so quiet for Because I just saw that we I, – I forgot they technically ruled the uh, the last play in the end zone. It was, it was an interception for Jarvis Brownlee. So we yeah, played. which that was – I, I take it back. The stats unchanged. I was even kind of – I didn't think that was an interception either myself. I, thought they were, I swear to God. I thought they were going to give it to UCF. As well, I didn't down. think it would be a touchdown because he didn't look like he had – He didn't. He didn't have possession when he came down. But, but these guys had overturned every call that had seemed clear on replay before that. So I just thought it was – like I was like, they're going to give him the touchdown, I think. Well, like, yeah, I just, but I thought it was, yeah, I didn't think it was, I thought it should have been an incomplete pass. So did I. So. I was the same thing. I was but, the same, but yeah. Anything that ended with us having the ball, I was going to be good with. Yeah, big difference, though, getting it, like, even they point out in the announcers, the big difference between getting it at the 20 and getting it at the, like, the six. But sure. nonetheless, it, it's moot now. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, I want I do want to talk about some of the calls in the game because some things that, we'll say it right off the bat. This is what you have to do, remember? If you want to complain about officiating, there are bad calls both ways. Do you think and that should have been a targeting on Ford? I like that it wasn't called. Okay, good. But by the rule, I think it should have been. I, didn't, I thought it was a clean hit, personally. I mean, you, but he went, you know, helmet to helmet. He launched. Like, like well, he hit him with his shoulder. Well, his helmet hit the other guy's helmet. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's not his fault. It's sometimes that Again, <laughs> I like that it wasn't called. Like, I think the rule needs to change. But by the rule, it should have been a targeting call. Like, I was okay with the uh, non-targeting call in the UK game with Bon Levis when his helmet got knocked off. I don't even remember that. I've repressed every memory from that game. Oh, it was, so it was we, like, he, he put his helmet underneath his head. It's like, my fault that Levis is three inches taller. I, look, <laughs> I'm not disagreeing. We have, we, we'll talk about this next segment. We'll get to some of the calls. We'll talk about some of the other things. We'll talk about some of the nitpicky stuff that we can get to. And then we'll take your text on the Thornton text line as well at 502-414-1450. It's a celebratory Mike Rutherford show here from 3 to 6 on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. back in celebratory edition of the Mike Rutherford show you know who should not be celebrating is uh, you and me for our picks on Friday we Ooh. it was a wild weekend in college football which meant a terrible weekend for you and I picking games straight up we only it's okay di- gambling I took App State with the 18 points you, you and I said so we only differed on one game 
and you won that. So you get the leg up on me for this coming week. North Oldham, South Oldham? No, we both took North Oldham. They lost. <laughs> the South rose again. The South rose again. And <laughs> no. the, Dragon, the Dragons rose as well and won pretty handily. The only game that we differed on, I took Houston, you took Texas Tech. Texas Tech won in double overtime. I was watching. That was a fun game, It was by a great game. Yeah. Um, but you went 6-4. and four, I went 5-5, five and five, which I think is the worst I've gone since we started doing this. I mean, again, we're doing straight up. We're not picking money line, which is bad. But, yeah, because Texas Tech didn't cover. They were favored by four. Yeah, so now for the season, I am 13-7. and seven, You are 12-8. and eight. So just a one-game difference. We're off and running. You we're, shouldn't have doubted Joey McGuire and Zach McKitty. I shouldn't. But, you know, I, I mean, first of all, we both picked against UofL, <laughs> wow. which was not good. We both picked Florida to beat UK, which was, was not good. We lost. I should have known better than that. Florida's not. We both should have known better. Yeah, there's, there's, that's, that's one AR-15 you don't need to I was riding the high it. of them lifting me to a victory over you and Keith in week one by being the only person who took them to beat Utah, and I, I, I bought in a little bit too much. Yeah. We both picked BC, who now looks awful, to beat what, Virginia Tech. I don't know what's going on with BC. What happened with Virginia? Virginia got smoked by, by, uh, Illinois, by Illinois. Yeah, It was awful. We didn't pick that game, but we, I mean, we probably would have been wrong if we picked it. We both picked, um, uh, who was the other one that we lost? We got Indiana correct. Yeah, which, by the way, they were down 10 nothing in the third, in the second half of that game. They were down 10 nothing at halftime, yeah. Yeah, and I, to Idaho, I texted, I texted Scoots. I was like, hey, yo, it's Idaho. And then I, I kid you not, I turned off the, turned it off for like 15 minutes. I come back and it's 23-10. Like, what the hell happened? Yeah. But, yeah, that was uh, – I know the other one that really got me this weekend was uh, Washington State over Wisconsin. Yeah, which was a because we. But, this is a Washington State team that barely beat Idaho last week. I was listening to whose report with Matt Dennison when I was going to pick up Virginia and, and my niece at school today, and they had a caller talking about our texter on the Thornton text line say, you know, everybody was all upset about Indiana being down to Mont- to Idaho at halftime. He's like that same Idaho team was up by ten on Washington yep. State, who just turns around and beats Wisconsin. So, ergo, Indiana Rose Bowl. <laughs> a very new. Uh, and in defense of Washington State, though, I mean, they've got a brand new quarterback. They've got that transfer from Incarnate Word. Uh, I think his name's Cameron you Ward. Wisconsin? No, no. Wisconsin's got the Mertz kid. Well, Washington State won. So yeah, Washington yeah. State's got a new quarterback. So I'm just saying they could have been – their new quarterback was in his first start ever in D1 against uh, against Idaho, even though Idaho's not gotcha. So, I mean, it could have been just a rough start for them. Did you know Idaho's FCS now? They are. <laughs> we just found that out. <laughs> and Petrino's not there. Look at that. Petrino's gone, and they're already starting to compete. They're already starting to compete. Not winning. Who was our other game that we got wrong this week? Well, I got five wrong. You only got four wrong. So that was it. We got four wrong together. Okay. Four that I just read, and then I missed the um, Houston Texas second. And who did we get all right then? We got the. Because I want to brag. We about both who. nailed BYU over Baylor. Oh, somehow, amazingly, did you watch that game? It's a crazy game. Yeah. I don't know if you were awake for that or not. I tell you what, that poor kicker. If they were allowed to get laid at that school, he wouldn't be getting me this weekend. <laughs> did you see the U, the BYU fans all sharing that like cougar tail they passed? Yes. Off? I was like, this is basically sex for BYU students. <laughs> this is close to the cop. And how are they allowed when they're when they're going to that crowd to like flash blue and yellow, blue lights on and off in the in the in the zone? In the, I don't know. It's amazing. That was a great atmosphere, though. We got uh, USC at Stanford, correct? Yeah, that was an easy one. Stanford got destroyed. We got Indiana, correct, over Idaho. We both took them. We barely barely got Bam over Texas, correct? If that was anything but straight up. And then we both got um, Tennessee over Pitt, which also was a great game. Very good. They got lucky to win that one, too, Uh because Pitt's quarterback got hurt, and he still almost won the game. Uh, By the way, speaking of Texas, has anyone ever had back-to-back greater kicker names in Texas? Their last kicker was uh, Dicker the Kicker. And then they had Burt. And now they've got Burt Auburn. Burt Auburn, which, which is just a, everybody, Auburn beats Alabama. Like, oh, I, I mean, that aside, just the name Burt Auburn, and then you look at this guy, what a great name and match with, with the way he looks. You know how I know Texas is not back? I don't care if they keep this game closed. 
the the amount of celebrating that they did after kicking a field goal to go ahead with a minute 39 left when you've got Alabama on the field with a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback and they just have to go what 65 yards to get in field goal range yeah the, the whole stadium celebrating like they just won. I'm like, these people, have they not watched a college football wow. game? I mean, I, I've watched Bama win this game a million times over the last 20 all years. All those young pups that were celebrating like that, that is the closest they've seen to winning a celebration in in, in Texas I history. Mean, I mean, like, that whole place is going nuts. It was the largest crowd to ever watch a Texas football game at that stadium, like 107,000. And I'm, were, like, I'm like, Bama's going to win. What are you guys doing? I mean, they were all lava last time Texas oh. won a national title. It was, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's they well, don't not know. all of them. Well, majority of the student section. I mean, that was what, 05? Yeah, so you'd be 18 years ago. 17. Okay, I mean. Yeah, if you're in college, you've probably, you were born. You, you don't have, you have memories unless you're like a 24 <laughs> year old Malik Cunningham senior. <laughs> and even then, you would have been like six. But it was, it's been a long time since they've been relevant. But like, they're going nuts. They're showing these crowd shots. People are like crying happy tears. I'm like, you guys are going to lose. What are you, like, I, yeah, you had a few. Bama yeah, always yeah. wins this game. What are you doing? Especially with a minute something left with that much time. And they yeah. let them just dink and dunk right down the field. I'm like, yeah, that, that's it. I will never, I will, will never understand why teams just do that. Just play the same way you've been playing. If you get beat on a long touchdown, cool. You would have lost anyway. And I, and I get like where you have that scenario. What was the who was it that lost last year? It was it Florida State? I believe that went, went like with an all out blitz against the D two team oh, they the, lost the to Jacksonville State. Or yeah, and they was, beat yeah. them with a bomb. And they, and they well, that was just dumb. <laughs> You're not playing. I, I'm I'm comparing. I'm talking about Alabama with a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. Well, You're talking about Jacksonville State on your home. We're field. also talking about one play that decided the game. Yeah, it was the, there like, was like three seconds. Yeah, left. there's three seconds. But if there's like a minute something. Send the send some blitz. Send some pressure. You sit back there. I mean, I guess I know I, I say that, and that was the strategy that won Brian Brown his game on Friday. But Bryce Young's not. You know, we're talking about than a Heisman Trophy yeah. winning quarterback at Alabama and all the athletes that he has at his disposal. It's a or disposal. It's a very, very different, different thing. A couple programming notes here before we dive into the text line and, and talk to you guys a little bit. Uh, one, Louisville, South Florida, a couple weeks from now, noon kickoff, no. regional sports network. Not great. Not great. I don't know what I don't know what I'm booing more. The fact it's a noon game or if it's on what, what channel is it going to be on? Regional sports. It'll be like on ACC, Bally. Fox Sports South or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, ba- yeah, Bally Sports South now. I hate Bally games. Would we put it past? I, don't, I hate Bally games more when they're at noon on top of it. I'm so in the in, in the weeds with Scott Satterfield that if we beat Florida State on Friday and everybody's going to be like, we're 3-1, and one, this is what everybody wanted, I, I'm going to be like, we're probably losing South Florida. I, I, I've got no pulse on this man. I've got no idea what he's going to do from week to week. I mean, are you, how could you? Why should you? I, we shouldn't. But what, what have you seen to make you think that you do? I, I, nothing. That's what I'm talking about. The only consistency I think I can tell you with, with the Satterfield is that no matter what, win or lose, he's going to sound the same. And he's going to run the ball in second and long. <laughs> we know that. So South Florida is going to be a noon kickoff in a couple weeks. This Friday, 7.30 kickoff, ESPN, Louisville, Florida State. You can hear the action on our sister station. Yeah. The new home for Cardinal Athletics, 970 WGTK. So I was listening Cards. to on the way home from uh, doing the best game in the second half of the, the game on Friday. Atta boy. Cards are a two-point underdog. Does that surprise you at all? I think it's about right. Actually, I'm most, I'm most surprised we're not probably closer to four or five, even on even at home. I mean, what if we? I mean, I guess the win over Central Florida is nice, but the thing I mean, is, nobody knows how good LSU is. Nobody really knows how good FSU did, is. And LSU didn't play this weekend, did they? They played Southern and beat them by a billion. Oh yeah, they tried because Southern. The fan walked onto the field and just, just stood there, sauntered his way on the field. There. I mean, just that poor kid. Like he was admiring his lawn yeah. as an 85 year old man. <laughs> One of the best best field field runs I've ever seen in my life. Like when the cops walk up to him, he's just like, no, I'm good. 
Because like, like so you can just stand. The guy like the cop like grabs him. He's like, no, <laughs> no, get away. From Leave me, me alone. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Uh, so yeah, it, yeah. So you're right. You, we don't know about FSU, but regardless, I mean, it's still a good win for FSU no matter what. So, I mean, I expected him to be favored. Maybe, yeah, I guess two should be okay. It sounds about right. I think. I'm not touching it this weekend. I mean, how could you? We've we've won as a five and a half point now, uh, underdog, and we've now, lost. And the brains beat our brains beaten in as a five and a half point favorite. I say that, but a texture should tell me like Trevor. No, you need you need to put a hundred on FSU because I mean I'm willing to pay for a loss, right? You are. That's what you say. I'm willing to take. I'll, I'll take it in the chin. Yeah. Um, the the, the calls. I, I want to talk about the, the officiating real quick because. And again, this is how you handle this this type of thing. If you want to get mad about the officiating, you gotta say one thing before you, and then it's like a free free pass, it's like a hall pass. They're bad calls both ways. <laughs> now you're free to complain about. Now let's talk just about the bad calls that went against us. <laughs> we already mentioned that the call against UCF. I, I did think the holding call that called back one of their two touchdowns was pretty weak. Uh, but then we had a holding call against Ty and Evans that I thought was all equally weak later in the game. Um, but the you I meant, didn't get to see that one. I was listening on the radio, and I can tell you right now, Jody was not happy. Jody wasn't happy. He was unhappy with that call. It was, it was a, there was a little bit of a jersey pull. You could tell, and like Evans, like kind of got caught. He kind of like blamed himself, but it was, it was, it, it was a little bit weak. And it sounded like it happened. It was one of those that, that stupidly happens after the after you pass. He the didn't guy need to do it, but he didn't know. And His back to him. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Didn't, he didn't know the call because we talked about the targeting a little bit, which I thought. I'm good with it not being called, but if you're trying to uphold the rule, I think it should have been called. But the rule is so it felt, it, the rule is stupid. It, it's a stupid rule. I get what they're trying to to put safety measures in place, but like that was just a good football play. The one that bothered me more than anything else was the them calling the what looked like a roughing the punter. You don't touch my boy Mark Bassett. They they called that a running into the kicker when it should have given us a first down. Like he hit him hard and he hit him high. It was almost like a targeting call too. Like, I'm trying to remember that one. It was straight rough. It was a fourth and nine. So if it was a roughing, we get a first down. We can well, pretty much run off the clock and win the game. Roughing's first down automatically regardless. Exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But uh, what I'm saying is it was fourth and nine. So because they called it running, it was still fourth and four. We didn't get a first down out of that. Yeah. Um, that, to me, I thought was the worst call, call of the game. Because they looked at it, and even the, the announcers were wrong about everything. They are like, it has to be roughing. <laughs> Or Andre Ware. They, they were also. I don't know. I guess they were doing it remotely. I don't know if they were not at UCF. Now, you really just, they couldn't is, tell what was going on. Is, like, they're like calling plays. Like everybody saw the flag fly. They're like, it's a touchdown. Like, well, he stepped out of bounds at the seven, and there was an obvious flag right at the line of scrimmage. What are you talking about? Is this just leftover anger from underwear being a bust up as a Lions quarterback? No, it's him being bad at officiating. He's he's or <laughs> at calling games. He's been bad at commentating every time I've ever heard a call. He, he is. He struggles not, mightily. He does. I agree. But the other call that I thought was was interesting, and maybe they didn't want to reward Malik because he did act a little bit, but he got hit like on a play where they blew the whistle, everybody else stopped playing, then the one defensive end for UCF, like that was a helmet to helmet, like just straight drills him helmet to helmet, and Malik kind of like flails back and does his like little acting thing, which maybe made the officials less likely to call it. I don't know, but that felt like it should have been whistled too. Like I, I just, it felt like they were very inconsistent. The the pass interference calls on both sides were bizarre. Like they were. They'd call like a little hand check one play and then let like two dudes just straight like fist fight on the next play. There was no consistency whatsoever. Um, I thought we got a little bit of a tougher hand from the, the, the refs than UCF did. So you can't just complain about it in losses. You got to complain should. about it in if wins too. On, if you're on the road, you should get a tougher hand, right? Well, I mean, you shouldn't. It should be called straight. Wow. But you kind of expect it, I guess, a little bit, which is part of the reason why you have a home field advantage. But the officiating was bad. There's no way around it. It was a, a bad call. Bad commentating, bad everything except for us winning the game. It was not a like, 
I, I know we celebrated the game. Everybody should still be celebrating the game. It was not a beautiful football game. It was not a cleanly played game. It wasn't no. a, a thing. It was far from a work of art. I think both offenses struggled a little bit. Some of that has to do with the opposing defenses. Some of it was self-inflicted. UCF, second straight week, we've really benefited from a team shooting itself in the foot with bad penalties, especially at bad times. We also had some of our own bad penalties that saw drives, and we did some dumb things. But I mean, this is going to be two years in a row now that, it, that, yes, both games were not pretty, could be defined as ugly, were not exactly the most dominating win in fashion by us, but yet hindsight's not 2020 when you go back and look talking about victories. We're just going to be talking about how we got a victory over UCF back-to-back years. We beat them at home. Nobody beats them at home. I mean, I mean, last year, we, 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 about the end of the year, we're talking about how, you know, we got this good win over Central Florida. Who cares how it came about? And, and we, of course, we obviously talk about it the week of it coming about and how it came about. Well, it depends on how the rest of the season goes. True. But if I we mean, go eight and four, it's like, who cares? If we go like five and seven, we're like, I can't believe we got excited for that dumbass going, But as you're going UCF. up and down last season, it was it was being used as, oh, there's this big win. We got oh, a big for sure. Win. Even though it was kind of fell ass backwards into it. It was a little fluky. And and this year was not as fluky, but, I mean, like you said, it. this team, you have Dylan, you have Dylan Gabriel quarterback on this team this year. I don't think that. That we probably I don't know we win this game last on Friday. Yeah, John Rice Palmley, who I don't know if he you sucks. knew this, he played different position at Ole Miss, hadn't played quarterback in two years. And there's a reason they let you know that a million times. And <laughs> he had, like was very the athleticism part of that you could see. Like, like he killed us with his feet in the first half. We did not. I mean, at one point in the first half, we were giving up an average of like nine point four yards per play, and they were just running it wherever they wanted to. They were doing a good job of hitting these like quick hitters. I don't know. I'm not intelligent enough well, in, in any capacity, but when it comes to football stuff, I couldn't tell you exactly what moves Brian Brown made to, especially Jarvis Brownlee in particular, seemed like they were trying to pick on him. That didn't happen in the second half. Whatever he did, whatever changes we made to, to keep John Rice Plumley in the pocket and to prevent them from having these little like quick hitters, quick screens to the outside that were so effective, these stretch runs that were so effective – it was it was amazing to see us go from like completely unable to keep them from getting a first down almost on a play to play basis to just getting in the backfield and not letting them accomplish anything. It was a remarkable job offensively for us. We haven't talked really that much about the offense. I liked that. I mean, it took one week for the offensive staff to be like, okay, I know we don't want to use Malik Cunningham running that much, <laughs> but we're gonna have to use Malik Cunningham running that much. Malik's not Joe Montana. <laughs> they come out there. They come out there right off the bat, the first drive. And you can tell UCF is like, we heard your postseason comments, we watched your your preseason comments, we watched your game against Syracuse. When you do the little handoff option thing, we're keen on the running back. Like, we're going to make Malik keep the ball. We want him to run, we're going to try to wear him down. And Malik just runs it right down, runs it right down their throat. Like, he's, you know, we're designed runs for him, straight draws for him, place where he fakes it to Evans and keeps it himself, and it works. And that changes the entire offense. He did not have a great game throwing the ball again. Um, I think part of that is, I'll say it again, I think the receivers are not getting enough space. I don't think I think my concerns with the receiving are being realized. I don't, we just don't have dynamic playmakers out there, which is okay if you have a all-American caliber quarterback at least throwing the football. We don't. Malik is, is good enough throwing the ball. He's not great. And his numbers were just kind of okay. He, he missed some open throws. He had, had a – right after he made a huge throw on third down the series before, he had a, a crossing pattern route to Braden Smith where if he completes the game's over and he's wide open over the middle, and he short hops him. Like, that can't happen. Like, you have a chance to make the play to end the game, and instead he gave UCF another opportunity. Tremendous plays with his feet. We know we can do that, and certainly they they leaned on him with this. And My guess is that this is more of the offense that we see moving forward. They go back to 
what we've done so well the last three seasons offensively, which is in large part, let Malik be a running back essentially. And I know that they said they came into the season saying, you know, we don't want him to have those types of numbers. We don't want him to have those types of carries. We want to rely on the traditional running game. It didn't work in week one and it really didn't work that much against UCF. It was Malik who was getting it done with his feet. He had 17 carries for 121 yards, had the play of the game, the 43 yard touchdown that wound up being the, the you know, setting the final score. Tyon Evans was good, uh, had the bad fumble, uh, but was not great. 19 carries for 75 yards. We saw a little bit of Jalen Mitchell at one big time run, three carries for 26 yards. We did not see any of Trayvon Cooley for a second straight week, which will uh, no doubt douse the, the flames of the, the transfer rumors there. But it was just, it was an offensive performance that they did enough to get the win in this game, but didn't exactly leave me overly optimistic about now they can go seven and five or now they can go eight and four because they should have put up more points. They didn't. And I'm curious to see what the mentality is coming out Friday against Florida State. Do they go back to Malik trying to be sort of a, a dual threat guy who's going to run it almost as much I, as he throws I it? I hope not. I mean, I kind of do. It worked. No, it, I mean, I don't, no, I don't want, I want, I want Central Florida game plan. I don't yeah, want, that's I don't what I'm want, saying. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't want, I don't want Syracuse game plan. Cause I mean, even Satterfield addressed it after the game. He's like, Hey, listen, I just, we tried to make, we tried to do Didn't more work. in pocket Malik. And I assume you want to do that to try to protect him getting hits. Cause you know, if you lose him, you're, you're, you're done. Here's the, I mean, that's the double edged sword about those is that if you, if you protect him like that, you're going to lose. Because that's not his game, and you're not you're nowhere near as good, and not that you're like some juggernaut offensively to begin with, but you're nowhere near as good with him doing that. So you're better off just putting the chances of him getting hit and hurt, and, and at least win on the way there. I'm with you. I think it's the only way. I mean, I don't want him to get hurt, obviously, but I mean, listen, he's going to get hit, and it's just going to be his position. I mean, if the guy plays anything beyond this level of football, in the in whether it be in, in Canada, Europe, or in the NFL, it's not going to be a quarterback anyway. So he's going to. He's got to take hits. It's the only potential route to a seven and five or better type season. It's it's playing that to way. a winning record. Yeah, it's it's the only way I think you get to a bowl game is by letting him do what he's done effectively for the last three years. I know it's not ideal. I know they, but like we also don't have the types of weapons. We don't have the Tyler Harrells, the Tutu Atwells that can take a little crossing route and turn Malik, it into a seventy-five yard touchdown. I don't think Malik completes passes anyway. He can't. But like I'm saying, if you do have those types of weapons, you don't have to be the best thrower in the world. You just have to get the ball out quickly, like a little crossing route, dump it over. That's. I mean, he put up big time throwing numbers in 2019 because he had big time threats on the outside. And you we saw, don't have those guys. And anymore. you saw Mid Huggins on the one crossing route where he got the big game. He did, but again, like. We've had guys in the past that will take that to the house, and like we just don't have those guys this year. Like you're not gonna have those guys who are consistently open and who can take what should be a mild gain and turn it into. I mean, his his I mean, passing like, stats have been, you know, five yard completion that goes for like seventy five yards on paper, and we don't have those guys anymore. I mean, we knew that though. I, I mean, know. Was, well, we 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 didn't know that. I, mean, I think I, we do I now. I guess there was some optimism before the season, but majority of us were kind of aware. That we were. Was, I was certainly. I said that was my biggest concern with this entire team yeah. was the receivers, and I think now we're kind of finding that out. And when that's the case. You can't rely on the passing game to just get it done. And I don't think that we're – maybe I'm wrong. We'd love to be wrong. There's the first time this week. But I don't think that we have the weapons or the quarterback that can make it work. But it worked well enough on Friday doing it the old way. We'll see how it works this Friday against Florida State. All right, we'll take a break. Hour number two, we'll get to the text line. You can share your thoughts at 502-414-1450. Before we take a break, though, reminding you about our friends over at AirServe. If you have air conditioning problems, heating problems coming up in the winter, hit up AirServe today. Go to their website, airserve.com backslash Louisville, A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com backslash Louisville. Or you can call them directly at 502-264-9662. They've got technicians available 24-7. It's never a bad time to call AirServe. If you need their help, it's in the middle of the night. 
They're going to be there to help you out. Whether it's too hot, too cold, too dry, or too polluted, AirServe is going to make sure you are comfortable and breathing the highest quality air in your own home. We'll take a break. Text line coming up next here. It's the Mike Rutherford Show celebrating the win over UCF on When I think like season changing wins in Florida, this is kind of what I think of. I feel this. I feel like this is like Brian Brown coming home from the trip. <laughs> just like just nodding slowly. Yeah, that's well, right. I'm crazy for you. This is off a movie, by the way. What movie is it from? I forget. I literally cannot because it's one of those ones where the song was way more popular than the movie ever was. Because the song was a hit. It's Madonna, in case you, those that don't know. For your information. For your information. Scream beer. If you haven't figured it For out. For your information. Uh, but it was off of a movie, and I can't remember. Um, I was on Vision Quest. I played. That's crazy. I didn't thought I was, I thought I was on something else. I don't remember this in Vision Quest. There you go. Well, it's just weird because we played a song from Vision Quest on Friday. Lunatic Friends, which plays during the montage. Even Rocky has a montage. Oh, it's, it's, you ever seen Vision Quest? No. It's uh, I mean it's it's uh, about high school wrestling. I wanted to, so I was going. Okay, I found the video now. So remember how we made fun of um, before we played Texas A and M in the Super Regional? We made fun of their yell leaders for like that super lame. Yeah, they have oh, the yell yeah, practice yeah, Friday yeah, night. Yeah. And the guy, the guy with the overalls. So the worst joke. There was another one before their game this past weekend because you know they lost to App State. And I, oh, I know they did. We have to hear the audio at some point. I'm gonna, I'm gonna DM you actually right now so you can get the setup because it, like, it's almost, it's so cringeworthy that I almost can't listen to it. But the only reason why I now do, you know, it's clean though, right? It's clean. It's it, well, yeah, trust me, it's it's clean. These guys are the biggest nerds alive. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> they have the worst jokes I've ever heard in my entire life. So if you missed it last time, we played the yell leader their their clip before they played Mississippi State in football. And the guy, like, fumbles over the worst joke that I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh, you said just like, oh, no, it's from an hour ago. Never mind. Yeah, this time. So th- the only reason it was hard to find it is because this, this audio has been all over the internet. People have been making fun of them for like a And Texas A&M is, like, getting it scrubbed every time it comes up. <laughs> so I, I didn't think I'd be able to find it. But this is the their, at their yell practice. The, the yell leader did this on Friday night before they played App State. And, of course, if you didn't know, Texas A&M, number six team in the country, got upstate, uh, upset by App State. But this was the... <laughs> The latest of the lame ass yell leader practices from College Station. Welcome back to Midnight Yell Practice. These guys are the biggest losers alive. Oh, they're geeks. Boy, do I love to be back in Kyle Field the week after a season opening win. A lot of y'all, I had to Google this team to make sure that they're even real. <laughs> they, have, they have a sign language person. I was really I know. confused <laughs> because. Appalachia is definitely not a state. Your dad's told this joke a million times. <laughs> not my dad. He's cooler than that. <laughs> sure enough, I found them. 
and they're located deep, and I mean deep, in the backwoods. Just like you would think any hillbilly college that names themselves the Mountaineers. You're wearing overalls, dude. It's unbelievable. The lack, the lack of just self-identification. I just hope that these guys can get here tomorrow all right, because I know for a fact that half of their football team can barely even read the name on their jerseys, let alone read a map. And these are third grade jokes from 1985. Do you think one of the students is flying the plane? It's a shame <laughs> that the only two brain cells that all these guys have left are going to get knocked out by our wrecking crew defense tomorrow. Yeah. Also, who reads a map? <laughs> this kid's like 20 years old. I mean, unbelievable. Nobody yelled. How, would you, after hearing that? <laughs> It's no wonder they well, keep getting their ass beat the, these what games. What were the jokes that didn't make the cutting table? It's, <laughs> take me in that writer's room. Let I me know mean, what you guys have been workshopping I've, before you go out there with this grade A material. I've never felt so bad for the poor woman having to do sign languaging what he's saying. I, 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 do we really need to make the deaf people suffer too to hear what he's saying? <laughs> I mean, can't they just go without? They're the only winners here. <laughs> they were until we had. Now they've got to know what he's saying by a sign language woman right there. It's it's one of those results where you know I see that app app wins and I'm like oh cool I've got nothing really against Texas A&M but it's always fun to see a little guy knock off a top ten team i.e. Marshall over Notre Dame as well this past weekend. And then I see that video, and I'm like, well, I could not be more happy that these guys lost now. It's, I know the football team has nothing to do with this, but Jimbo, glad you got worked, and it's all because of this Yale team guy. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the – they're <laughs> I found the I found the original Yale guy. Well, the third fellow that walked in there didn't no, seem to know too much about guns. <laughs> or anything for that matter. Or anything. Because he was a graduate. Now is this the same guy? No, State. different guy. They have, they have different yell leaders every year. Oh, okay, yeah. Because the lo- this one doesn't show his name. I like how I think. Yeah, I think the guy from the from this one is in the background of this guy though. Oh, is he? Yeah, uh, Mr. Zach Cross. Clever. Or anything. <laughs> it's like he's freezing. I thought you said <laughs> laughing stock. <laughs> Uh, 502-414-4250 is the Thornton Stacks line. We'll let you guys fire off some thoughts here. You guys have been doing a good job, and we have uh, just kind of shared our thoughts for the first hour. Texas says, you know, Scott, when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something <laughs> like this and then totally redeem yourself. Hashtag BBS, bring back SAT, at least until the next loss. <laughs> this is where, we've been doing this for three years, I mean, right? I feel like his entire tenure has been watching a, an episode of Dumb and Dumber, though. Hasn't it's it? just back and forth and back yeah. and forth and back and forth. And I, I, I said we kind Coach of. Brown was telling me what was wrong. I wasn't listening. <laughs> like I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm very, very happy about the win over UCF. But the whole, like the, the contingent of fans that was kind of doing the like, I, everybody owes Scott Satterfield an apology now. No, we're, we're not doing this again. No. Like you beat Florida State this week, beat USF, go to three and one. Then you've got a couple of winnable conference games. Get us to like four and, and one, five and one, staring down the the much tougher back end of the schedule, and then we can talk about this. But it's one win right now. We're very happy to have it. I, I'm still like I, I'm not going to act like I'm just completely forgiving for anything that happened against Syracuse or the last two years for that matter. I'll tell you right now, we, we're going to prove it a little bit more. We're going to be facing very close to Thanksgiving before you ever get even near an apology from me. Well, if we're like ten and one going into the UK game, I think, well, you, I think I you'll mean, be good. Yeah, then you get an apology. But I mean, short of that, probably I don't think there's. I don't think I have one apology. Texas says TK can can't shave or get a haircut now. He caused the Q's loss, breaking the cosmic flow. I think that's what we found out. <laughs> 
Because you get you you're looking all fresh before that Hughes game. Yeah, and I haven't had a haircut since, and I actually, I don't think I've shaved since. You have now. You can't shave. You have to look as motley as possible until we lose again. Oh man, it starts. Well, you know what? I'm I'm it's gonna act like it's costing you that much. Well, it's not the cost. It's actually not a bad thing because it's lazy. You know how lazy I am when it comes yeah, to shaving. Yeah, you should be happy about this news. You, right, you so, needed an excuse. No, uh, no, no, no shave or haircut until uh, we lose again. Texas says, uh, I thought there was no chance we'd lose to Q's. I especially didn't think they'd blow us out. I didn't think there was any way we'd beat UCF, especially to do it on defense. Now I have zero idea what to think. It's going to be a roller coaster season. Looks like. That's where I am, too. What What is more surprising? The loss, the blowout loss to Syracuse or actually beating Central Florida? Blowout loss to Syracuse. Now, it may not, in hindsight, I think your hope is Syracuse winds up having like a nine and three type season. And the Syracuse, and like I said, I didn't know the final, but I watched a few 48 minutes. 14. They blew out UConn. And they did. And then, but, and, but the few minutes I did watch, they were looking pretty dominant in their game because it was on one of the one of the channels I kept flipping over. They raced that. out to like a 24 nothing lead, and Garrett Schrader looked, looked really good yeah. again. But, it, you know, it's UConn. But the, for Syracuse, but beating, that's what you got to do, right? Beating teams you're supposed to beat has not been a like just given task for Syracuse in recent years. Yeah. And we'll see how they do against, again, Purdue this weekend, which will be some interesting one. Very interesting. Texas Trevor, did you say that you were in nine fantasy football leagues? How in the hell do you even know how to pull for, who to pull for? Oh, I just, I pull for whoever I, 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 I don't, I just pull for everybody except the Cowboys. And I am. Yeah. I'm in like, I'm like five. Six, yeah. I'm in nine. Yeah. Texas, why did you record an emergency pod after the win? You did after last year's win over UCF. Well, two, one, last year's win I thought was more dramatic, and it, it felt like a bigger deal than this year's win. Don't get me wrong. Again, very excited about this win. I think it sets up the chance to kind of turn a corner here if you beat Florida State and then see what happens in the, in the weeks coming ahead. Last year, we thought that the UCF win was the corner turner, and it, it turned out that it wasn't. Uh, two, also, Dan was – our friends do a golf trip every year. I've gone it the last couple of years. I couldn't go this year, but Danny was on the golf trip, so he was, you know, 25 sheets to the wind and would have been would have been a like great a pod but yeah it sounds like a good podcast to me but he couldn't have gotten away to record it also if you do an emergency podcast every win it takes away the special tv emergency everybody wants to like every time yeah. anything like, anything somewhat dramatic happens I, I get flooded with like 50 people who are like emergency pod I'm like we can't do it after every game yeah guys. it takes away the specialty of it you can't. the specialness of it Texas says, do you believe what other people are saying that UCF really isn't that good, or did our defense actually play that damn good? We don't know. We'll find out long term. I mean, I think John Rice Plumley showed that he's not a capable thrower. Yeah, I think I think Central Florida definitely showed that they are. They're probably not as good as last year's Central Florida team. And they went la- nine last, year last year was kind of hard to tell last year because they also lost their best quarterback and, and it changed things. Bus, for them, yeah. For sure. So I mean, it was kind of hard to judge, but I mean this. Yeah, I mean they're gonna, but they're gonna have, like you said, they're gonna have games in in conference where, even if you do kind of go with the strategy Brown did of just like you know dropping eight back or dropping seven back and daring you to to hit wide open guys, he's probably going to be able to pick those guys apart with his legs still, regardless For of sure. the net formation. Opposed to us, where we're we just have some of the better athletes than a lot of those schools do. I would still guess because I mean UCF has. Athletes, you saw the speed out there firsthand, especially yeah, in the I mean, first half. And Bowser's a good running back, or Browser's. Yeah, I, I would still expect them to win at minimum like seven or eight games this year, just based on the schedule they play. Now they they play Georgia Tech coming up in a couple of weeks, I think. So and Georgia Tech's not very good though. Either. They're not, but it's still a, it's an ACC team. True. They have a Son Hall for God's sake. Which, by the way, I looked up his stats because Troy was asking about him before you came in here today, and he's not he's not doing much. Oh, the mysterious, mysterious Son Hall. I think he's got nine carries for twenty two yards so far this year. I can't forget he went to Georgia Tech because I, I always kind of want to say he went to Kansas State because they're the ones that like recruited him in the fast food place, right? They did, and they also got Rusty East, which probably makes you think that too. That's true, yeah. 
Texas, once again, everyone, pundits and Louisville fans, had it wrong and underestimated Sat in the cards. I think the Syracuse game was an anomaly. You will see the cards now go on to start 5-1 and one on the season. Outstanding win on Friday night. I hope you're right. I mean, that's the we at least get to talk about that now as a possibility instead of us saying, I mean, last week the conversation was they're probably going to start 0-3. They could go like 3-9, and nine, and now we're right back to like, hey, they could go 5-1. and one. They could. We just don't know how much. Like, who was the real team? How good is Syracuse? How good is UCF? We've. It's still too early. All I know is it feels a lot better talking about things in this light than it did a week ago when we were on here. Texas. Um, you think Sack gets like when he gets home, like without the cameras on, is like, it's like that's right, honey. We show those bleepers what they're bleeping made of. I'm gonna take this. We're gonna give him. A, we're gonna take that Mike Rutherford that fat pos he's got in this next to him in the studio. We're gonna give him a big crow burger to suck on. I did not think that's where you were going with that quote. I was very nervous when you started. <laughs> but, no, I don't think he does that. Kinda wish Although he did. did say stupid ass on TV. I mean, I kind of, part of me just wishes he does. He goes in there and just talks so much trash about us and, and Enos and, and everyone else on the radio. And it's like, you know what, screw all those. That troll Sweeney, he can take it and shove it. <laughs> Maybe. I hope so. I can only hope, right? possible <laughs> texture says mike your post game cool running tweet has to be in your top five glories well i, I love that was like, a great that was a great scene though by so the way so i had that clip say i have it on my phone because i had it say for one like, would have been the most perfect tweet of all time when we were the the first alternate team in the COVID ncaa tournament oh yeah i mean yeah. can you imagine using that for like if, if oregon, you've been holding that for like two years now. well i've used it a couple times with the reds too oh, uh, okay. but like when like if oregon i think oregon was the team was it vcu had it was to pull vcu out, they got pulled out and yeah. they and oregon got to advance yeah if vcu had pulled out and we'd been in the team like imagine there's never a better use for that tweet of all time it was the committee god can you imagine if we'd done that they and- said we're back in <laughs> good scene it's such a great scene it's a great one I have a friend who uses this still for, every time like the Reds have a, a win my buddy's that little brother is on our, our Reds text group like uses just like the picture of John Candy making his like face <laughs> just sends it every time like we, we get back in Texas says the goofy I can't you say that word still called a draw on third and 13 I'm going to have to start blood, blood pressure meds because of that one play the quarterback draw on third and long does it has worked a lot over the years I think people conveniently forget that but the the word's out like Everybody's ready for it. Every well, time we do, do it, it, you're basically conceding a punt. Now, one thing we haven't talked about that probably demanded conversation in the first hour was the fourth down call to go for it beyond behind midfield with the game on the line. And I felt like, uh, was, are you mad at Cunningham or Ford on that one? I'm mad at Satterfield for going for it. I know it should have but worked. But the play call worked. The play call worked. That was a perfect play call. It was open. You don't put yourself in that situation when the defense has made nine consecutive stops. It was. It was like he was trying too hard. He's heard all the talk about, well, you just can't finish games. Like, you're not aggressive enough when you have a lead. And he just went com- completely overcorrected. Like, barely got outside of the well, line in try- the left lane and, like, swerved five lanes over and cut everybody off. Well, I don't care what he says in post game, no matter what, in hindsight, with their victory. You make that call, you clearly do not trust your defense. Which, why? Like, I mean, and you have all no- they're doing is stopping them. Every- I mean, now, but. And I they mean, still and, stopped them. I mean, I guess it, it, from the overall 
pick grand scheme of things, though, you probably shouldn't try. I mean, they they made nine straight stops in, Trevor. That, in that game. Yes. yes, I'm just talking about in the grand scheme of overall since you've been there. They played two games. The guy that you won't get rid of no matter what. You still yet apparently have no faith in, despite making nine straight stops. I, it, it was a mind. I think. I mean, was, that's what that says, right? I mean, what you, it said to me was he was trying too hard to like make everybody shut up and say like this is now I'm super aggressive. I had a chance to end a game and I did it. We went out there. We lined up. We made them use a timeout, and I was like, okay, cool. That was a smart thing. Maybe that loss of a timeout comes back to bite UCF in a couple minutes. <laughs> Poor Andre Ware had no idea it was coming either. I, I mean, I didn't either. <laughs> they almost didn't even show it on camera because I think they were just kind of like expecting us to to just call it timeout. So was I. Like, or get a delay of game or something. We go out there and line up, and I'm like, okay, there's no way we actually snap it. They use the timeout. I'm like, cool. I, I, very savvy move by Satterfield. Well yeah. done. We go back out there, and I'm like, okay. I mean, they're not going to jump. What are we Now we're wasting one of our own timeouts. This is just silly. They snapped the ball. I thought I was seeing things. I, I blacked out for a second. I was like, what, what, what? And I almost don't care that the play should have worked because it was just such a – you don't put yourself in a situation where something like Marshawn Ford dropping a wide-open pass or Malik make, maybe making the wrong decision or getting the ball there a second too late gives UCF 40 yards to go and win the game. And, and the defense has been so good up to that point. I just – it blew my mind that we did that. And – I know some people liked it. Some people were like, well, the play actually worked. No, I, I, I liked it. I liked being, oh, I I liked like it being it the aggressive call because, yes, you have stopped them nine straight times. Odds says that you're probably not going to stop them a tenth. Now, we did, but the number— I don't think that's how odds work. I think the numbers say, well, it's bound to happen, right? I mean, like— It didn't. The whole the whole half. What, what's what's, the, what's the, the great quarter by, like, stealing from Einstein? Like, you expect the same thing that's, in, that's considered insane? The definition of, I don't think you're using that right either. The definition of insanity is— the, then that would the be same thing over and over and expecting, expecting, a, different, expecting a different result. So that's that goes against what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the wrong I don't think you're using that right. But you got the point, right? No. <laughs> no? I didn't. Well, somewhere in my head I got it. So <laughs> there's, two, there's two people inside my skull right now going, great point, Trevor. Excellent. Nailed it. I thought it was just it was, it was him trying to I do was too okay much. with it. I didn't. I was not okay with Pat Cunningham. Couldn't complete what was seemed like an easy throw, and he threw it behind him. Yeah, I don't know if that was his. Fault. On the other, it was. He and on he the hit other, Ford directly in the hands. I know. And the other part is Marshawn, regardless whether it be behind him, probably should have hung on to it. So there's I mean, no problem. I have, I have trouble being like being mad at Marshawn because you know he's he's built up so much goodwill for me. He's dropped a bunch of passes, and in, and he did he, he got his bell rung pretty good in that game on that that targeting call or non targeting call, whatever you want to look at it. So I, I kind of I was hoping that maybe that was possibly possibly the reason, but he should have hung. He should have caught it. Malik should have thrown a better ball. He had no reason to throw it behind him that way. Well, he, but he, the thing is, the he, play, throw, he throws it in front of him. He catches it. There's and no gets throwing it behind him. Marshawn's facing him. He's backpedaling when he throws the ball. He hits him directly in the hands. There's nothing. Well, else he had he to could. turn around. He was twisted around the wrong way to catch it, though. But he was no. He was already twisted around before Malik even threw the ball. He's backpedaling. Go watch. You can go watch the play again. I know. I did. Like Malik, he's standing right there. There's no other way you can throw it to him. He doesn't throw it over his butt. He could have thrown it on the other side of him. Well, then it would have been incomplete. He's he's facing him like I'm facing you right here. So you're saying it's Marshawn's fault for turning around? I think it's Marshawn Ford's fault for not catching a ball that hit him right in the numbers. Well, it's, well in the hands, but yeah. Yeah, literally right here. Like you couldn't, He couldn't have thrown it anywhere else. Um, I was okay with the call. I just I, I like I, I like a little bit of aggressiveness. At this point, I, I agree with that. You know, we got... There's only one speed to go. If we had lost, Cajon is out. If we had lost, how much would you have been grilling him for that same call, though? Well, none. I would have been okay with the call because I mean, every call, whether it's successful or not, you're either the, you're either the goat or the 
the what is it the the hero or the goat? I mean, no matter what you do. I mean, we won the game, but he made it a lot harder than it felt like it should have been. I just don't understand. I, I, I just, if the defense had been like the defense had been every game before this, then sure. They'd stopped him nine straight times, pin him back. It's, it, it seems like a very, very straightforward situation. It also gives you a reason to think that their offense was due. Well, but they weren't. Well, they they happened not to be. You're correct. Terms of that, you know, they did get all the way down like to the six. But. Yeah, well, terms of if that man had smoked a pipe, if that if the man that smoked a pipe was our defensive coordinator, they would be a bunch of brawlers and junkyard dogs every game. Just saying, I don't really get it. But I mean, does that mean like you're talking about Howard Stumberger? I think so. I mean, okay. Terry says, "Would TK <laughs> rather eat a salad or congratulate Brian Brown?" That's the question now. Because <laughs> we've already determined that you would pay eleven hundred dollars before you eat a salad. <laughs> I mean. I'll congratulate him, but I promise you, it won't. won't there won't be any. Uh, there won't be any honesty to it. It'll be. It'll be as fake as they come. So you're going with Brian Brown over the salad. There'll be more realism in Sally's performance in the diner for Harry than there would be me in telling him that I'm proud of him. So Brown over salad is what you're saying. Because <laughs> you're still not even mentioning salad. I don't want. No, I'm not mentioning salad. So says, going back to Friday's show, you were looking for a celebrity to flash L's up and get a picture of it to enrage the UK fan base. Oh yeah, from the Backstreet Boys thing. Yeah. There's, I have a suggestion, Chris Stapleton. I can get him to do it this weekend at Bourbon and Beyond. <laughs> Does he claim UK? I know he's from I know he's from Kentucky. I don't know. I don't remember. He also goes on to say, oh, wait a minute. I still haven't been contacted with Dugan Ryan about how to get the wristband, so I may not be going. <laughs> not be Dugan was in here earlier. He says he's got him. He yeah. says he's good to go. Yeah. If you don't have him by <laughs> Wednesday, let me know. I'll text Dugan and make sure. Texas says, random comment. I have a... I watched Double Jeopardy a little bit this weekend, too. Again? I well, you watched it recently. No, just because I was flipping the channels and I just stopped on. Is that her most popular movie? Probably. I'm trying to think of another. I can't even. Honestly, can you even think of another Ashley Judd movie other than Double Jeopardy? Kiss the Girls. See, I don't remember. I, I know Kiss the Girls, but I never watched it because I was She's always. running through the woods again. <laughs> Classic Ashley Judd style. <laughs> Morgan Freeman, right? Yes. Wasn't Is that the same one where he's the, the same character he is in the Monica Potter movie? The, the Alex, Alex Cross character, I think. Eh, I don't know. Okay. Now you say that, I don't know. Long Game of Spider was the other one I was thinking of, but he does, where he's the Alex Cross character. I can't think of another. I'm just okay. So it's not just me, right? No, I can't think of one. I mean, I was watching it, and I was only watching Where the Heart Is with Natalie Portman. I only know it because Mary liked it. I was watching this movie for like five minutes, and I'm like, I can't think of another Ashley Judd movie. She didn't make. No, there's one that we're both forgetting. Uh, What? A Time to Kill. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the big one. Oh, yeah, she's just good all sweaty in that movie. <laughs> not, not disagreeing. She's always she's wearing a tank top, and she's sweating nonstop in the she's, entire she movie. She sweats, and she runs a lot. The entire Every movie. film. She's, it's like, do they not have AC at this place? There's this random comment. I have a cousin who lives in Arkansas and is a Razorbacks fan. They play Missouri State. Uh, coached by Bobby Petrino this weekend in Fayetteville. My yep. cousin said the student section is supposed to be wearing neck braces to the game to make fun of that dumb press conference Patino did after his motorcycle accident. We talked about this a few weeks ago, saying this game was on I, schedule. I have no problem with the student section in Arkansas doing that whatsoever. It'll be hilarious. I have to imagine, like, I don't have the contract details, but I would guess that this game was scheduled long before Missouri State got Bobby Petrino in his head coach. Oh, yeah. Because he's got to be pissed about There's it. There's no way. He can't yeah. be happy about it. I don't. I don't know Petrino personally well as much as maybe his other media members, but in the few moments I have interacted with him, I can't imagine him being okay with this. No way. No. no. And I mean, maybe he's changed. He's mellowed out. 
you know, now he's, you know, you know, what, what was, what was, what was the mellow out thing that people kept joking about? He's got his dad, son-in-law's a caddy or something. No, he, he caddied for his daughter. He's caddied for his daughter. That's what it was, yeah. yeah. He may, maybe he has mellowed out to that point again, but yeah, I, I can't imagine this was his dude. I would be willing to- He brought to, me a hat one time on the radio. I would be willing to probably put money on it that says he has done uh, as, as much as he can to get out of this game. Probably. It probably was nothing he could do. I mean, these games support those programs for the Oh, yeah, year. they're getting paid, yeah. I mean, But I'm sure he was like, well. I, I love it when we have upsets and, you know, Darren Rovell's Twitter is always the best for this, but like just the the amazement of people that like every time there's a small school upset in college football of how they pay to get beat. I like that now too. The schools like, that do the upsetting will tweet like App State, the official account tweeted out like over the weekend like thanks for the 1.5 million yeah. after the game. <laughs> it's just it's glorious. But it's, it's like at some point like is there like a new generation of people that always every week is like are discovering this for the first time every year that that schools get paid small amount. So, yeah. Okay, I'm, I didn't know if it's because it feels like at some point this should be like old hand. Uh, Texas, how bad was the not safety call game in the Texas Bama game? Yeah, it was awful. Did you see that by the way? Uh, I'm trying to remember the play. Oh, it's like the it's the play of the game. Like Texas sacks Bryce, uh, whatever his name is, in the end zone, and like his feet are down. He throws the ball like directly into the ground. They review it for a targeting oh, they call. Say, yes, they yeah. say no targeting. But then they're like, it's fourth down. Everyone's like, well, what? They called it an incomplete pass. His elbow was down. It's clearly a safety or it's yeah, grounding it in the is. end zone, which is also yeah. a safety. One of the worst calls I've ever seen. And, of course, Texas loses by two uh, by one point. No, you're right. I do remember, yeah. Because I remember thinking his elbow's down. How the they say his down? His butt didn't hit the ground. Like, but his elbow was on the ground. It's, it was as bad a call as you're ever going to see. It was unreal. There was some uh, – <laughs> I know this is, this is a random, and, but, and Troy, if he's listening, he might come in here and yell at me. But I don't know if you watched into the Browns game. How Bursett, who he, he they go to spike the ball before Cade York hit the uh, game-winning field goal, and went to spike it. He did a fake spike and then spiked, just he one hundred percent against the rules. That is intentional grounding one hundred and one, and everyone's just going insane. The announcers are like, "How is this not? This is a game. That's that's like that, uh, you know, the referee's like, no, we're good. We're just gonna kick it. They get it down." Like, what are you talking about? He clearly fake spiked. You can't do that. Well, you can fake spike, but you have to run an actual play after that, right? Yeah, you can't. If you fake yeah. spike and then you, can't you just spike. spike. Yes, yeah, it's, it's grounding. But it's grounding. Yeah, it's intentional grounding. Yeah. Oh, man. I did not see that. That's It was hilarious. It was so overlooked because Cade York ended up hitting the 58-yarder right after it. Texas says... Um, he's consistently inconsistent, Scott Satterfield. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, that's, that's the truth. Texture says, um, oh, my God. <laughs> this is. Was this long or is it KRC text? No, it's remember I told the story about um, about finding my, like, like, the fake ID that we found on the ground in Dayton. And then yeah, and the, the guy reached out to you and he just, he just texted, yo, this is Tommy Swan. I was wanting to get my ID back. Or if you don't have it, maybe a couple tickets to Friday night's game for me and my kids. Love, <laughs> your, love your show. I mean, you do kind of owe the guy, right? I do. Got me beer like at least six or seven times before I got caught with it. I mean, we've got some seafood and built gift certificates for him. Yeah, we can hook him up. We'll, we'll send those. Texas Mike Malik had those weapons, and you all still have losing seasons. Malik is just not good enough to make uh, this team a winning team. I kind of agree with that slightly. I'm, listen, I'm I know that the weapons we have currently are not maybe at the level that we consider them being that we had two years ago, but I don't think they're that bad. Well, the ones that I mean, you saying this guy saying, well, we had losing seasons. Well, the, the one time we had more weapons than we the most the best weapons we've had was 2019, and we won eight games. So it can be better. I mean, we had those guys. We had we had, with the exception of the offensive, uh, 
uh, losing uh, your boy at left tackle. We had those guys back, though, in 2020 and had a losing record. And we put up – well, we didn't have Tutu Atwell, though, and he's the big one. Are you sure? I thought he – didn't he play that year? I must possibly play that year. In 2020? Yeah. Wasn't he hurt? I mean, Hawkins left early in the season for injury and only played like half the year, but – We lost Javian. We also – I mean, the, the offense – both were on the roster to begin the season, I'm pretty sure. I don't remember what he Because they were in the same draft. Atwell went in the second round. Hawkins went undrafted. In 2020? Yeah. They are both rookies last year in the NFL. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, my point is, though, the offense has been – I mean, look at Malik's stats in 2019. I'm pulling it up right now. He had 22 touchdown passes and five interceptions. His completion percentage was 62.6. Like, we, the offense was fantastic. Right now, he still hasn't thrown a touchdown pass through two games. His completion percentage is a career low, 58.8. He's never been below 62. The yardage, I mean, he's a, he was a, almost a 3,000-yard passer last year, 2,700 the year before in a shortened season, and then over 2,000 in 2019 when he didn't start every game. It's, again, I'm not saying it's Malik. Is, his passer rating is 109. It's never been below 150. It's not all on the lack of weapons. My whole point was you can't, Malik's not good enough by himself to put up big numbers without weapons around him. And we don't have the weapons around him, so we've got to do what we've done well in years past, which is, Throw when we can throw, but he's going to have to use his legs on design runs, not just like I'm turning a, a what's supposed to be a pass into a 17-yard scramble. we got to do what we did on Friday night. He's got to get out there and make plays with his, with his feet. If not, I, I, like you said, I know you run the risk of getting him hurt, but if you just play it safe and let him try to beat teams with his arm, you're not going down a road that I think is makes it even possible to have like a 6-7 win season. Yeah. Got to do what he does well, which is – Get out in open space. In terms of letting him run and the chances of getting hurt, the juice is worth the squeeze. For sure. And I like, I kind of like what they did with these design runs. They obviously told him, like, get what you can get, but don't take a hit to get an extra, like, two or three yards. Like, if you have to go out of bounds instead of cutting it up and try to make a guy miss when you're only going to get two or three, like, the, save the, the potential hit. Like, the three yards isn't worth taking that contact. Get out of bounds when you can. And I'm just, I guess I'm just saying, like, I'm, the, the, the weapons that Malik had in 20 and 19 and 20. We're obviously better than what he has now, and it's particularly at wide receiver, running back. I mean, I think Evans is pretty damn good right now, and, and there could be arguing with him between him and Hawkins. So we'll just say wide receiver position. Sure, uh, the wide receiver, yeah, because there's maybe not that that one name to do that. Well, by the way, who got who got on the field on Thursday? I don't know if you noticed that with the Rams. He did. I think he had one target, no and catches. He had one drop. Yeah. Um, Wait, did he drop it? Yeah, he did. Uh. And Denman, he should have been a second round pick anyway. He was probably more of a fourth or fifth rounder, but that's just that's no here nor there. Well, well, that's another talk for another day. I do love him. I want him to do well, but that's another talk for another day. Um, but the fact is, is that, yeah, I, that that's true, but I don't think the weapons are just like so – you can't blame the lack of talent at wide receiver for Malik Cunningham's shortcomings. I think the fact is he's just not a quarterback. Well, I'm, see, but you, you're not hearing what I'm saying. Like I, I'm saying it has to be either or. Like You have to either have to have a quarterback who's a better thrower with Malik than Malik is to like make this offense work with these types of wide receivers, and I don't think he's that type of guy. Or you have to have those types of weapons that can make a average passer you know, put up great stats because they can make big-time plays. And when you don't have either one of those, I don't think we have the – we certainly don't have like the NFL-caliber quarterback arm with Malik, and we no, don't have the, the weapons around him that can make the passing game as lethal as it has been the last couple of years without having that type of arm. But even when we did have those weapons, he was missing them, and 19 being a prime example of that, where he – there were multiple times where Atwell probably lost about 200 yards receiving that season because the throw was just a horrible throw. See, I mean, but he had the like that season. He ended up with the highest rating in terms of like deep ball accuracy from Pro Football Focus. So oh, Pro Football Focus is on crack. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like that was his big attribute in 2019 was throwing the deep ball. Like that's what everybody would 
would talk about him. I mean, his biggest, no, I said his total, biggest I meant was 20, I'm sorry. Yeah, 20, no, in 20, he, 20 no, he wasn't great. There's, yeah, he, he, no he, way he was completely it. off of accuracy in 20. And then last year, he was kind of hit or miss, but they also dropped a bunch of those deep passes because we didn't have well, Tutu Atwell. Yeah. And now I think we just don't have a deep threat. I, I think that's the issue. They want it to be D. Wiggins. He's, I don't think he's that guy. I don't think they have a guy who can take the top off the defense right now. And it's eventually going to, I think, be a bigger issue for the offense than it already is. Uh, Texas says, Trevor looks like Mike McCarty's unbathed twin. Don't ever compare me to Mike McCarty. That, that, that's slap. How are those Cowboys, by the way? Mike McCarty, the guy that ruined Aaron Rodgers' career by only getting one Super Bowl out of him when he could have probably gotten two or three if he'd been a decent coach. I love the fact. When they hired him, I was so happy because I knew how much he sucked as a coach, and I hate the Cowboys. So <laughs> I was a, mar- a perfect marriage. Don't hold back. He's an awful coach. We'll take a break. The, the text, putts the, and a half. The texts keep pouring in. We'll get to as many as we can here before we sort of revamp in the 5 o'clock hour. But we'll keep taking texts. 502-414-1450. More from you coming up after the break here. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on Any attempt to even make it rhyme. You just think, like, I'm just going to say what I want, but I'm just going to say it. Why does it matter? Most hip-hop rappers don't either. It's <laughs> hip-hop rappers. <laughs> you ever listen to rap? They, the Those time, hip-hop rappers. The only, time, the only time rappers rhyme now is when they're rhyming the same word. That's not true. Well, <laughs> Juvenile Ha did make that. Just ended every line with Ha. It was a revolutionary thing. Just, just put Ha on the end of every line. I don't need to rhyme. Who needs to rhyme? Rhyme with my Dr. Seuss over here? Kid Rock changed the whole game when he just rhymed things with things. I was trying fun at things. We were smoking fun at things. I'm like, well, that's same word. Or I love it when, when an artist like changes the saying of a word just so to rhyme another word. Oh yeah. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, Orange. It's like seriously, can't just buy the source. We're, uh, we're we're still reacting to the Louisville's Friday night win over UCF, which it feels very, very good to be here. But obviously not a work of art. There are things still to nitpick. I think I feel like most the most common reaction, the most common like feeling right now amongst the U of L fan base is confused happiness. I, I, I think like everybody's happy about the win. <laughs> we're just not sure how we got to this place where yeah, a lot of people were expecting to be one and one. You and I both picked Louisville to be one and one after these first two games. We did. We expected a lopsided Syracuse win and then a narrow UCF loss on the road. 
Instead, we get a ass kicking from Syracuse and then somehow a defensive struggle with UCF that we win on the road. And now everybody's kind of like, cool, great. Are we good? We got we have no idea. Yeah, we expect, we're gonna find out Friday. We were supposed to be Syracuse last week. Um, not beat. We were we were Syracuse. They were us. And then this week we were supposed to be UCF, and they were us. Yeah, like we thought that's how we thought it was gonna work. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I'm so confused. I mentioned kind of trolling the UK fans. We did get a text that says, uh, "Mike saw your dumbass tweet about the UCF Florida comparison. One was a top twelve team. One's not ranked and plays in a mid major conference. GTFO. Um, One person gets sarcasm. The other doesn't." Also, let's just throw it out there. Which of those two programs has won a national title in the past decade? Ooh. That's 20 years. When's the last time Florida won a national What well, well, decade's down. Yeah, but when's the last time? I guess they did win the one. No, did they win one? Yeah, Tebow did. Tebow won one. Was that 06? Did, did they win back-to-back? No. They didn't? No. Well, no, I don't think they did. I thought they won back-to-back for some reason. Well, you're, you're right today because Leak won the first one. Right. And then the second one was Tebow, yeah. Tebow by himself. Because yeah. Tebow played on the league team. Yeah, he was the backup to league when they won the first they one. They either won back-to-back or they won two and three. The league one was the one we would have beaten them at. They, they always think right. it was because of Ohio us. State. Yeah. Who did they, they beat the second year? Yeah, it was, uh, I take it back. It wasn't back-to-back. They won two and three years. They won 06 and 08. Okay. The reason why I, I think I got confused is because those were the two years where they won basketball titles, too. They won in 06 and 07. Yeah, that's so right. They, in a three-year span. But they never went undefeated, by the way, in either of their titles years. Yeah, they lost the they lost to Mississippi State in one of them, and then in 07, they were undefeated, but they lost to I think Bama in the SEC title game, Sounds and that kept right. them out of the title game. Uh, but yeah, I mean, imagine going through that period of time where you in three years you win two football national titles and two men's basketball national titles. Not bad. That must be pretty nice. And like nobody still recognizes Waste, you. Wasted on a fake sports fan base too. Yeah, exactly. Nobody still <laughs> recognizes you as like a basketball <laughs> powerhouse. Just wasted on a fan base that doesn't even appreciate it. Probably get out of here. Um, you mentioned this during the break, so I'll read this text. Have you watched season five of Cobra Kai yet? I was more impressed with the fictional Kenny Payne's evolution as a karate superstar than the real-life Kenny Payne's ability to recruit players. <laughs> to the, I, I didn't know there was a player or a, a character in the show called yeah, Kenny the, Payne. Yeah, the, the, the last season, which I thought should have been the last season of the show. You're down the show now. I haven't I haven't started it yet. I, pro- I will, and, and, I, and I'll start it, and I'll probably get into it a little bit, and I will finish it uh, relatively in normal speed because it's easy to you know zoom past us. Netflix still. Unlike other streaming sites, they're still putting everything out there at once and not making everybody wait week by week, which is dumb. Grow up, Hulu. Yeah, grow up. Come on, yeah. Come on, Hulu. Disney Plus. Get with the program. So, um, but I have been, yeah, I, usually every season they've been out since I started watching after season two, you know, I'm on the night they released and they came out on Friday and I haven't watched it yet. I mean, it's flipping. Just, I mean, yeah, and the Kenny Payne character is a, the next generation type of. Like he's going to be feuding with uh, with Anthony, which is basically Machio's younger son. Okay. Because in the original, isn't Machio the bad guy now? Well, it's no, it's okay. perceived. I don't need the whole plot. Yeah, it's perceived that way in the beginning, but okay. it's kind of come full circle. Gotcha. Now they're all against Terry Silver, who was the bad guy in Karate Kid Three. Oh. When the movie kind of really started dipping, the, the franchise dipped to begin with. So why they're. I just don't get why some people are so like love the Terry Silver character so much. I never got it. I'm assuming it's the younger Karate Kid fans who, like, that was their first version of watching was the third one. It's always the damn kids. It's like the people who think Rocky Four is better than Rocky Three. A lot of people do, and a lot of people are insane. Like Rocky Three is the best sequel of all time. We have bad news because I've been uh, I've been kind of just ripping on Andre Ware throughout the show. Uh, he's on the call again Friday. <laughs> well, maybe it's a good thing for us. Texas, if that offense from the first drive and that defense show up for every game, this team will go 11-1. and 1. 
I'm telling you. No, but the offense wasn't exactly great. The first drive, they looked great. Oh, okay, yeah, the first drive, yeah, yeah. If we, yeah, if we can have the best drive for an entire game and then the defense from the second half, which was perfect, we're winning every game like 88 to nothing. Oh, yeah, we're going to look Yeah, we're gonna look like Nebraska in the late 80s. We'll see you in New Orleans, Syracuse. Rematch. <laughs> They'll give them the one seed. They'll try to avoid the rematch until the championship game. We'll get the four, maybe the three, depending on how they, the rest of the league shakes out. We won't have to even play in the conference championship game, but we'll get in. What if, what, if, what if Syracuse does get blown up by Purdue, but that's their only loss all year, and they go undefeated, they, they roll through everybody. And we else. don't win the Atlantic with a 7-1 and one record for I the mean, second time. But also, it's just like the, the, the only team they could beat them was, like, you know, was Braum. <laughs> It'd be the best possible setup for sports radio conversation in this city. <laughs> Depending on who you're a fan of. I yeah, we, regardless. <laughs> you can take, it, you can take it either side. It's going to be entertaining. Texture says, Sat goes for it on fourth down way too much. If he'd clean up his play calling on second and third down, he'd eliminate those decisions that put too much strain on the defense. First down is an issue, too. Seems to always start off behind the chains. I agree. The, the second and long run has got to stop. The second Every time we're second and ten, it's a run in between the tackles, and it goes for one or two yards. I don't we, – we've got that's, to mix it that's up. That's him just trying to set up that deep, that deep pass, though. On third and eight, when everybody knows that deep pass is coming? Uh, I mean – not, when we're not running it to the short side of the field on third and eight. I'm not going to defend his rhyme or reason. I'm just telling you what the, what the rhyme and reason well, is. Well, it's not working right now. It's, I mean, the, I'm glad we're one and one The offense has put up 27 points in two games. The numbers are way down. Malik Cunningham still hasn't thrown for a touchdown pass. Oh, that, well, that, and that's the problem. This isn't is going to hack it moving forward. Is it when your offense is set up to to take advantage of that 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 big play because of the run. We don't have the guys. And you don't have the guys to execute it, and we saw that in 2020 and 2021 a lot. That's that's the problem. It's a huge that makes problem. Your, they take your entire offense and flushes it somewhat down the toilet. It's a, it's a huge problem. Um, I also feel like we're in a position where, and I know the texture was talking about the first drive, which everything did seem to go pretty much perfectly there. We kind of almost have to be perfect. I, I feel like, if we have one penalty or one tiny piece of adversity, the drive's done, right? Like, you know, you, you come out there, you have a good play on second and five that goes for a first down, but you get a holding penalty and you get taken back to second and 15. I feel like every time that happens, we're just done. Or you have the right play called and a guy just drops the pass or Malik short hops him. It, like, it, it just, it almost, we don't have enough. It's like we don't have enough weapons or we don't have the scheme necessary to overcome any sort of blunder whatsoever. And that's not overly comforting, but... <laughs> It's early in the season. They can change a lot of things. You know, you if you put points up against Florida State on Friday, I think that alleviates a lot of the fears. And we have for the last few years put up points against Florida State. So hopefully that continues. Texas, I didn't love the fourth down decision, but is it possible that Satterfeld felt like the defense was gassed and maybe he could win without asking them for one more stop? I mean, maybe if he is, I don't know what game he was watching though. Like, I mean, he won't say what I think was his reasoning is that he just didn't think the defense could do it for a ten straight time, and I don't think there's really any insanity to think that. I do. I mean, I don't. I mean, the offense had I mean, been— It's a miracle they held them nine straight possessions. Do you really think there's the odds? Yeah, they ended up holding them ten straight on the short and they, field. And, you're right, and they did. And they and they did. But going into it, I mean, you guys think the, the, shoe, the other shoe's going to drop at some point, right? I mean— I mean, yeah. Are you, like, if, you, if you've stopped them for 99 series, yeah, there's a chance that they're going to score on the 100th series. But I would, I'd feel better about those odds than they, if they'd scored like on five of the last nine. 
you got to play the percentages. I mean, I, I have no problem with the, the slightly aggressiveness and the play, and I have no problem with the play call because technically the play call was perfect. It worked. It's like saying you'd, it, you'd, it would have worked if executed properly. It's like saying you're not going to kick a field goal. You're going to go for it on fourth and eighth from your own from the other team's 25 because the kickers made 19 field goals in a row and eventually he's well, going to miss no, one. Well, no, no. You're talking about kicking. That's from the other 25. That's like a 78 yard. That's I said the other team's at 25. Yeah, I mean, it's, no. It's not the same comparison. How? You're talking about kicking a field goal from an extreme amount of range. No, I'm no, I'm I'm saying it's a plausible. chip shot. It's an easy field goal, and you're saying you're going for it on fourth down because you don't trust the kicker because he's made 19 in a row and he's gonna he's due to miss one eventually. No, no, don't no, I don't I don't think I don't think it's the same. How? Because I just said so. Because <laughs> you you can't you've got no viable defense. <laughs> well, because I mean you can you can twist that in any other way. Like for a lot of things though. How? Okay, I mean. Satterfield's bound to win nine straight because we've lost two straight. What? I don't know. I'm just throwing other crap out there like you did. I didn't throw crap out there. I made the exact same comparison that you did. We never had a kicker hit 19 in a row. But if we, if we did, we haven't had a defense get nine stops in a row in a long time. At what's, that the point, scenario, what's the score of the game in this, in this scenario? We're down by it's, it's, we're down by three. Field goal ties it. Or hell, we're, we're down by two. Field goal wins it. Wouldn't we be up? Who cares? All I'm saying is you're saying that you don't trust the defense because they've made nine stops in a row, and eventually they're due to like not make a stop. Why would you not say the same thing about okay, a kicker who's so, made like so, nine in a row? That same field goal had missed twelve straight before he hit nine. Before he hit nineteen straight, then you're not going for it. I mean, would, oh, he missed would, twelve straight before he made nineteen yeah. in a row. No, he's made nineteen in a row. You gonna but before that, it. before that, he, before that, he missed twenty in a row. I don't care. He's made, that's what we're talking about with his defense. His defense had missed twenty plays in a row before before it made nine straight stops. Right, but they've if they've made nine in a row, okay, so that overwhelming. Are you still kicking that? Are you still? Hell yeah, he's made nineteen in a row. Okay, yeah, without without. Well, that's right. That's where we differ. And I, I I I can understand where there would be some worry that the shoe's going to drop on this defense at this point because I've seen it way too many times. I've seen this defense. Underachieve more than I've seen it come to meeting but its not standards in the game that's being played in that certain game at that point. No, they had not. But in the first half, they had. First half, they were getting shredded for two series. They got fourteen points, drive. Well, again, that, that I think a lot turned around in that. That I don't know why it turned around in that holding call, but it did because they that was that puts us down twenty-one-seven. Text says Trevor said old hand, it's old hat. Put on the calendar. We need Jenna back for the calendar. What are you talking about old hand or hat? I guess you used the phrase old hand, isn't it? It's old hat. Can it be both? Sure. Okay. Who's to say? I put up a. Uh, <laughs> Why can't it be both? <laughs> I put an Instagram post like it's like a little like on my story today, just saying like, hey, like we finally have a celebratory show. Like we're talking about wins today. Like tune in for three to six on, on my Instagram. And Jenna was I posted at two fifty seven. Jenna's like, there's no way you were there at two fifty seven. I was like, well, I was here at two today because we did. You did so, it's like Jenna roasting us still, even though she's not on the show anymore. <laughs> I can't wait to watch that commercial on Thursday night on Dorno VW Wrestling. Oh, we have we have we have many this week. Cardinal <laughs> Cardinal Minute, you'll be able to catch that okay. with Mike Rutherford during the middle of any OVW broadcast. It's right between the matches. You're damn right. Texas, the difference between a UK and U of L should be good. If Stoops was having the same success at U of L, he would be leaving for Nebraska as we speak. No. I don't what if leave in the middle of the season? Are they saying that we're more of a stepping stool than the Kentucky is? Is that what he's trying to say? I mean, are, we we had guys leave for Texas, the NFL, and, and Michigan, Michigan State, State, and they all waited till after the regular season. So yeah. that argument doesn't exactly hold weight. By and the way, all three better than UK for the most part. Yeah, I mean, U of has been better than UK for my entire life up until the last two years. And you might want to watch it there because there's a good chance your coach will be at Iowa this time next year or Nebraska. Can Nebraska fired their coach? 
if it's Scott Frost. I mean, the fact that they couldn't wait three mo- three games, three games to save themselves who, $15 million is hilarious. Who was it that did the tweet that I saw that was hilarious where they said, uh, they said, what if you could go back to 2000? They like had the date of 2017. When Clay Helton and USC is about, like, they're like they're like playing for first place in the Pac-12, and Central Florida is an undefeated, undefeated. And claiming that title. And here we are, five years later, and these two coaches are going at it as Georgia Southern and Nebraska, and the Nebraska coach is about to get fired because of it. It's unbelievable. I mean, in five years, Scott Frost was like he was like can't miss. Like he's got, he's like the prodigal son. He's like our favorite son. He's won a national title at UCF for a mythical title, but <laughs> title nonetheless. Yeah, some undefeated might, season. Some might think if he if he did, some of Nebraska's last couple of titles were somewhat mythical. Yeah, as well. fair point. <laughs> I mean, Worst case scenario is like he goes there like they like are only winning nine or ten games a year, right? In Nebraska fans' eyes, and now they can't beat Georgia Southern, and he's getting fired again. Three weeks for his buyout would have dropped $15 million. Well, They're like, we can't wait. We can't wait three weeks. I mean, well, they can do that because they sell out every game apparently still. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I, you can't I, – I, I don't – I really – I'm with Nebraska, though. Like, one, the hire was – part. you had to make the hire when it happened. I mean, you, you, of course. you're it was Nebraska, no you've been down, this guy. Because there's some argue, well, if you look, other than his undefeated season, he's never had a winning year because he only had one year, I think, at Central Florida before the undefeated season when he went like six and seven. So I mean, but yeah, you and they held. They gave him as long as they could. I mean, they, you're Nebraska. You held on as long as you could, but yeah, you have to go. And now you just got to go away from an alma mater. You you got to go some other path if you're Nebraska. Well, you know the the, the rumor mill is. Who is it? Urban Meyer. They called him right. At, Trev Albert called him right after the press conference. He did. Are you are you like joking? There's a message board post saying that, and like he's like he's thankful for his family, and they're blaming it on the uh, the liberal media taking out. Urban Meyer, the PC culture now has, has made it so Urban Meyer doesn't want to coach. So he's the PC culture is keeping Nebraska football from being great again. How did first of all, Urban Meyer is back on TV though, right? Yeah, he, he just wants to be on TV now. Well, I mean, if we're gonna if the if the if the, if the woke culture if cancel culture was real, he wouldn't be on TV. Yeah, and that would be one time I'd be rooting for cancel culture because he is so bad on television. Now the <laughs> I mean, he's like, not great. He's like. Bring some energy, Urban. I mean, the thing is, that he goes to Nebraska. He probably does do well with them. He does well everywhere. Yeah, he's going to. I mean, Besides the, the NFL. collegiate level. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. let's be honest. Uh, so I mean, <laughs> and that, and, the, and despite them losing to Washington this weekend, Jacksonville looked like a whole new team uh, under Doug Peterson, opposed to the way they did all last year under Urban Meyer. So I, I, I mean, I would. It's not. I'm from Nebraska. I don't think it's a bad. I don't think it's. They're not going to get him. Yeah, he's not going to come back. The big rumor is they're going to wind up getting uh, Matt Campbell from Iowa State. Is that he's kind of already agreed? And Iowa State's going to play at the season. <laughs> Iowa State just beat Iowa for the first time since like 2014, I think, over the weekend if in I'm, El Asico. I know they they kind of swung and missed with this a little bit with Bill Callahan, but I would look at the offensive. I would look at a coordinator position in the NFL. From Nebraska, somewhat like what Kentucky did, going after the the QB coach at, at the Rams, and and, and was yeah, there, was good. very successful getting Liam Cohen here, and. He did a great job with them last year, and so well he got the OC job back at, at the Rams. I, if I'm Nebraska, I'm looking that route. I'm, Bill Callahan was a swing and miss because he was also kind of past his – he wasn't up and coming. I'm looking at a young OC – not an OC, but a QB wide receiver coach somewhere in the NFL for this position. I'm at the point now where I just think it's the program and not even the coach. Like They can hire anybody, and he's just not going to work. No, it's the coach because the program has got they, – they're, they're going to back you. They, and they can get talent. They're going to back you, but they're also it, – it's like – the same reasons why people think that Indiana basketball hasn't gotten back 
because the fan base is just they have these standards or Tennessee football for that matter where like the pressure is so much and it's so high and you've got a program that hasn't been winning at a high enough level for the last two decades and it just breaks people I think that it's like I don't think anybody's gonna win there I don't I just, well I just think you just gotta get a right coach not gonna happen I think they could hire it's hard to do the not ghost of, and done I think they could hire anybody they could bring in Bill Belichick he ain't winning Nebraska nobody's winning in Nebraska it's not happening oh it's already five o'clock we gotta take a break uh, we will. We've been talking for an hour. I know. Who would have thought? <laughs> we didn't do that. We took a break in that hour. Didn't we, we did. We did. Okay. <laughs> Before we do take this break, I though, term memory I already forgot taking it. Reminding you about if you've got uh, wealth management issues or you want to know how to get started, there's only one place to go. It's First Bankers Trust because they've got you covered, not just with invest- investment management things, but also comprehensive financial planning, trust and estate services, and so much more. If you want to find out about that more, go to firstbankerstrust.com. Financial investing starts with you. Starts with trust. Starts with First Bankers Trust. Firstmakerstrust.com. We'll go to break. Five o'clock hours coming up next. We'll take more texts. We'll, uh, we'll re-ask some of this conversation. We'll also, uh, I've got somebody I have to take a shot at. It's going to happen. I do this time. Not you. Somebody no. else. Five o'clock hours on the way next. Woo! It's the Mike Rutherford Show on Advice to Louisville fans. Here it comes. <laughs> They're going to lose control. Got to cool it down. We're going to fall in love. What is the theme today, by the way? Are these songs from. I thought it was like celebratory, like kick ass music, and it's been a lot of songs from the 80s. Is this a. Uh, and we played UCF in 1985. Is that 80 times from 85? Okay. <laughs> Nailed it, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I figured celebrate the, or the, the year we first beat on, on at the, our last loss, our last win. Look, we own UCF. That's, it's been established. Yeah. I don't think we have any more These games. top sc- songs of 1985. 1985. We, we beat them at Cardinal Stadium badly. Then we, we had the, the, slip, <laughs> the slip up in 2013, the troubles in 2013. I, I think we beat them in 85, the first game across the game, by the same score that we predicted us to lose, or at least I did. We don't need to talk about that. I picked us to lose, what, 44 to 21? I think you said 40, something like that. I think that's what we lost. I think that's what we beat them in 85 was. <sighs> well. I didn't even realize that when I made the prediction, but. Turnabout's fair play. And now let's never schedule these guys again because it. I, I, I mean, they're not on a schedule anytime soon, right? I, I don't mean, think. I think this was the end of the two-year deal. Okay. I actually remember we had Vince Tyree on the old show the day that the schedule came out. We were at Kentucky Kingdom. I'll never forget that because it was like empty Kentucky Kingdom, and I'm like, Vince, why'd you schedule these games? Um, <laughs> and he's like, you know, we have the mindset of playing anybody, anywhere, anytime, and all this stuff. And you know, teams don't want to schedule UCF. We used to be in that boat, and I was like, cool, I get it. Like, kind of pay it forward, but also the teams that did schedule us like that back then were dumb. 
Like Miami, I'm sorry, you were dumb to put us on the schedule. Florida State coming here to play us at Cardinal Stadium, dumb. Not a smart thing to do. Well, they didn't find it. They didn't find it dumb when we went there and lost thirty-one nothing. Well, I mean. but still, they came here. We, we, I think we would have taken a split back in those days for Florida, against Florida State, and we yeah. did. And we had, you know, one of those wins was still the most one of the most iconic wins in program history. So I understand the frustrations of programs like UCF. Well, and now not so much because they're going to the Big Twelve, so they'll be okay. I think Auburn and Alabama and Ole Miss recently have no problem with doing schedule with us. No, no, but the, again, we're in a different boat now. Like we don't need to play those games. We have them on our schedule in conference play, and we can get it. You know, when you beat a team from a fellow Power Five conference, it just resonates differently than losing to or playing a Group of Five team. And we, I put up the stat out there a couple weeks ago saying, you know. ACC is the worst at scheduling road games against group of five opponents, and they've lost more games since 2017 than SEC schools have played. <laughs> We've lost, I think, as a conference, 24 games, and three of them have been beaten so far this year. We should have had two more. I mean, NC State should have lost at East Carolina, yeah. and North Carolina should have lost at App State. Yeah. We, you know, I guess we're just that good. Virginia Tech did lose to Old Dominion. Oh, Virginia Tech lost to Old Dominion. That was in B- that was in Bot Tech. No, that was at Old Dominion. Oh, was it Old Dominion? Okay. Yeah. Why are you playing at Old Dominion? You're Virginia Tech for God's sake. You know Old Dominion had a home stadium. They do. <laughs> I thought they just played on the road everywhere. Monarchs. Like it's got butterflies just flying in everywhere. Um, oh, well, of course I knew that was a because the, the, the crowd stormed the field and that. Oh, of course. Yeah, I should know that. But yeah, we've been re- if you're just joining the show, if you're getting off work today, we have been reacting as you might expect to Louisville's win Friday night over UCF. Big win. Big win. It, it's a, it, look. It is a big win. How big is it? I think the rest of the season determines that. How big is How it? How big is it? <laughs> because it doesn't. It kind of feel that way. Like right now, it doesn't change the direct. I don't think it completely cancels out or negates. What happened in Week One against Syracuse? Oh no! But it gives you, it gives you a chance to think the same types of thoughts, the same optimistic thoughts that you were thinking before the Syracuse game, right? Like we can still go seven and five, maybe even eight and four, go to a decent bowl game. Satterfield can be the guy. No awkwardness with the recruiting class. We're good to go. Like that's at least on the table now. I don't think it's you know. I think people still are are getting over the Syracuse loss. Now, how much are people buying into that? I don't think the buy-in is quite as strong as it was before the Syracuse game. But it's at least on the table. Again, a week ago we were talking about, well, they're going to go zero and three. They might start one and five. They, this could be a two and ten, three and nine type season. And now all of a sudden, you at least have the people that can sit there and look at the schedule and say, well, BC doesn't look that good. We can beat Florida State. We've had their number. We've got USF. That should be a win. We could easily be four and one, maybe five and one before the schedule gets a little bit tougher. I mean, and that's not possible if you lose on Friday night. A, l- a little bit has to do with the help that BC and Virginia look like total poo poo over this weekend. They don't look great. I mean, like they look bad. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm I'm probably being nice, just calling them poo poo. So I mean, and that, but you're right. Yeah, I mean, to a degree, us winning this game has kind of put us back on the same path we were kind of already were to start the year. It's kind of, but it at least uh, feels possible. I mean, which was not the case. Was that a great path even that we were on to begin with? At the beginning of the year. I mean, it was. It's not ideal. We were stretching in hopes of winning six games. I mean, that was like that was that was that was that was the hope. I think I mean, seven's the number. Seven's still the number. Plus, I mean, six is where it gets really weird. Unless we actually pull off a win over a a pick Clemson or Kentucky, we're not going to make up for the Syracuse game, which was a game we quote unquote were supposed to win. But we were supposed to lose this one to UCF. Well, then this is a fifty fifty game. But according to the odds makers, the spread was exactly the same. I had it. I had his fifty fifty. Okay, and the Trevor line. Trevor was, line was a fifty fifty game. I thought I thought we were going to lose to UCF. I mean that's what well, you that's what happens with games. You some half of them you win, half you lose. I mean, how do you think it was? But you thought it was a fifty fifty game before the season. Is what yes, you're saying. before the Friday se- you thought we were going to lose by a lot. Well, that's because of after the Syracuse thing. But going into the year, I had three games 
penciled in as the games we should not lose. Syracuse, James Madison, and South Florida. Right. I had three games I had no expectations to win, and that was Kentucky, Clemson, and Pitt. Yeah. So, and all the other games after that, that put us three wins, which means we needed, of the other games, of the 50-50 games, we literally needed to just go 50-50 in them to make a bowl. And this is one of those games that we have won. Now, we win all our 50-50 games in my eyes. It'll be a good season. Here's what I'm doing now. Here's where I'm moving the goalpost after the first two weeks. Because uh, I, I agreed with you when you laid it out there. I, I also thought Pitt was going to be tougher than NC State. I still kind of think that. But I'm going. I'm, I'm changing it up yeah. now. I'm saying two games you should win. Two games you shouldn't win. And then eight toss-ups. I'm, I'm throwing Syracuse in the toss-up category. I'm throwing UCF in the toss-up category. I'm saying you should beat James Madison and USF. I'm saying Kentucky and Clemson are the only ones that feel totally off the table. Because Pitt has looked better than us, but yeah. still beatable in games. I think they might, State, be, certainly. they might be closer to a 50-50 game now than... Now, here's the question. James Madison, they play at App State this week. That's Game day is going to be there. That's well, going to no, be... This week's App State, Troy. Oh, must be, they must be on a bye. Oh, you're right. They are on a bye. Okay, I was looking at their next game on their schedule. And I that would have been juicy. Yeah, well, because it, it is their next game, but I just realized that you're right. There's, they got a bye this week. It's a bye week, so... So, but James Madison does play at App State in their next game, coming off destroying Middle Tennessee State, Norfolk State. Yeah, they're 2-0. Yeah. With they, big I mean, time They wins. demolished both those teams. Now I know it's Norfolk State and Middle Tennessee State. But Middle Tennessee's at least FBS. Yeah, and they've, they've had okay records over the last few years. I know that, I don't know who – I know they like to run that spread offense, so they're at least competitive usually. Talking about Middle Tennessee? Yeah. Yeah. Normally. But, yeah, this is a big road game for – I mean, we're going to – I'm looking forward to watching that game because that's going to tell us a lot about James Madison and what we've got coming up. We have a lot of good, and again, none of it really matters if you just get blasted by Florida State, or conversely, if you blast Florida State, you don't really care what the rest of the country is doing. But between that and then the Purdue-Syracuse game this weekend, there's going to be a whole lot of just like looking at that and trying to figure out exactly what to make out of these you know, results from teams that we've played and teams that we have thoughts about um, and teams that we will play. I mean, if you want to end up being positive, I mean, at least we're not in our Dame, right? <sighs> <laughs> Marcus Freeman, first coach in Notre Dame history to lose his first three games. That's a wild-ass stat. I was all over App State getting 18 points. And, and a little bit to do is the fact that I, I think Jimbo Fisher is a walking piece of poo-poo. I think he's a you hate him. I think he's a horrible coach. I, I do not trust a thing he does. He's never coming on the show. I don't know. He was never going to get an invite anyway. He could, that dude could show up at the window right now, knock, and go, guys, can I do an interview? I'd be like, middle finger, get out. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what I really think about Nick Saban. No, we don't want it. Yeah, I don't care. Not on this airway. I've got proof of cheating by Kentucky. I well, maybe come on in. But anyway, other than that, no, get out of here. So, like, but I, I, I mean, I put money on App State. Don't get me wrong. I hammered them getting the 18. Boy, I wish I'd taken that money line. I mean, the money line. I don't even know what it was, but if you're getting 18 points, the money line must have been nice and juicy. Ooh, I know. Because and, and Marshall was getting, I think, 17 or 18, too. I was more than that. They might have been. They might have been in the 20s. I didn't touch that one because I didn't know. I, I just didn't bother with it. I, but, man, I did not see Marshall talking to them off. I don't think anybody did. I also I saw mean, Notre Dame quarterback. Um, the no, he got injured. Tyler Bucker out for the year, apparently. Yeah. That's not good. Not good, but also he looked pretty bad from what I saw of the game. How, how is Stephon Gilmore's brother only going to Marshall? Come on, man. How was uh, – I saw also, like um, – <laughs> Frank Gore Jr. is playing for Southern Miss against Miami. Well, he's been there, he's been there for like three years now. But like, how do you? Like, you're, you're Frank Gore Jr. I know he's put up a thousand yards. It's, I think he's going for his like third straight thousand yard season. 
why, you know, give him a scholarship, Miami. What are you doing? I mean, what's, what's in a hurry? Yeah. It's Frank Gore, for God's sake. By the way, the new rankings came out today for college football. If you're wondering about Florida State, they're, they're the first team in the also receiving category for the coaches poll. Um, I believe they're like the sixth for the AP. So despite beating LSU and having a, you know, they destroyed Duquesne in week one, Man. had a bye week last week, mm-hmm. they're not ne- going to be nationally ranked coming into this week's game. Uh, UK, if you're wondering, why would you? Uh, up t- in the AP poll to number nine in uh, in that, and then number 10 in the coaches' polls. So they are a top 10 team right now. Other teams on local schedule, Clemson holds steady at number five in the AP, number four in the coaches. NC State is number 12 in the coaches. And number 16 in the AP. Was it standing by this week or did they play somebody? They were. I didn't see their name on the ticket. They anymore. played some. They played Charleston Southern, 55 to 3. Oh, okay. Mass didn't see them on the ticket. Okay. Trying to get right there. Uh, Miami from the ACC is 13th in both polls. Other teams that we play, Wake Forest, which got Sam Hartman back, who was the ACC quarterback of the week, played they very well. Yeah. Um, they are number 19 in the AP, number 18 in the coaches' poll. And then Pitt just hanging on in both polls, number 23 in the AP, number 25 in the coaches. Um, Little, by the way, did not get those. Boo. Syracuse did. I'm being told by my man, our man Patrick Ryan that App State was a plus 700 on that money line. Whew, that would have been nice. That would have been a nice little bit. They're also getting a lot of love in the, the polls. <clears throat> and I don't. Who's they being App State? Yeah, they, they lost a loss to a North Carolina team that has looked awful. Yeah. Like North Carolina should have lost to whoever, whatever FCS team they played over the weekend. I don't really understand that. But I mean, it's also, a- Notre Dame got 23 votes in the AP poll. Who's voting for an 0 and 3, 0 and 2 Notre Dame team that just lost to Marshall? That baffled me too because every time they kept watching the game, they were pointing out they 0 and 3. I'm like, why is this? How are they 0 and 3? It says 0 and 2 on the direct, on the record. Like, it took me a minute to remember to realize that everybody the 0 and 3 start was the bowl game, game last yeah. year. Yeah, okay, because it's baffling me. I'm like, why is, is there an error somewhere? I'm like looking on their schedule. I'm like, where's this third game at? It took me a minute to remember it. I know that you, you've already said what you think of pro football focus, but I just saw this come across my timeline. <laughs> Only when they disagree with me. <laughs> the highest graded player, according to pro football focus, through three weeks, if you count week zero, of the college football season, Syracuse quarterback Garrett Schrader. Well, you're welcome. They're going to the playoff. <laughs> We're going to the playoff, too. 13-0 Syracuse, 11-1 Louisville. Both getting in. Write it down right now? Write it down right now. What are the odds on that or better? I mean, a billion to one. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we already discussed the Kevin quote. If you get a, if you get those kind of odds, always take them. It'd be ten thousand to one on anything. I'm saying, you always take it. What would happen more, Louisville and Syracuse in the cha- in the playoff together, or 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 uh, John Cougar Mellencamp winning an Oscar? I can see John Cougar Mellencamp winning an Oscar. <laughs> I can't see the cards and the cues playing in the playoff. Uh, text asked about the pod, by the way. Pod podcast is good now, right? We, we're all set up there. They should be on the normal Apple pages. I hope. I don't like I think, that. Has to well, because I, 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 I went to them, and then Friday, like, KRC's did okay, but I don't think ours went to the Apple page on Friday. Okay, that's good. So I tweeted. That's why I tweeted. KRC's true with us. Like, and I went to, here's the messed up thing that's annoying me is I went to, like, the iTunes page, like, the, my account, and the account is showing, like, these podcasts on there, but then you go to iTunes, and it's not on there. And I sent them an email, and I sent I, I, did, I haven't talked to a call center, but I sent an email. And they're like, well, thank you, and we'll get on that. And Then Friday, it came up for KRC, and I'm like, okay, it works, but I don't know if ours showed up on Friday. Well, I don't like that. So I tweeted Actually, that, now that we talked so badly about the game, I'm kind of okay with it. And I tweeted, out, that I tweeted out like the SoundCloud link when I tweeted it out, which you retweeted, I believe. But I did. So, like, today, if I... 
If it doesn't like update on there within like thirty minutes of the show ending, then I'll just tweet out the SoundCloud link again. Okay. Yeah, we need. To, we want the celebratory shows out there. People yeah. want to hear us be happy. I just want them. Yeah, of course. But I mean, it's always out there. Just some for some reason, Apple is just having an issue right now. Believe in Apple. Steve Jobs. Uh, over the weekend, by the way, for some shine for some other U of L sports, we've only talked football today. But volleyball bounces back. They lost to Ohio State last weekend in a top five clash. They beat number nine Purdue. Two years in a row, the cards have taken out Purdue. They swept them. Um, they now are, I think, number four in the coaches' poll. They also took down Lipscomb, suck at Lipscomb, over the weekend uh, in another straight set sweep. Shout out to field hockey, number five in the country, undefeated. Yeah. They take down number four Michigan, who's always a field hockey national powerhouse. They beat them two to one to move to six and zero like on the year. The Cardinal Insider coming up at six. I'm just giving quick updates. <laughs> no, <I'm> just <laughs> and then not great weekends for the soccer teams, but that's okay. Oh, we'll have the soccer team. Men's soccer team, I know, lost to Duke, who's in the top ten, two to one. They cheated. I think the women drew with maybe Indiana zero zero. They didn't score. I know that. I know they tied with James Madison last week too. Zero, Indiana's zero. usually pretty good at soccer, aren't they? Men's yes. Women's, Women's I think just okay. So much. Golf teams are starting this week. We love all of our Cardinal sports here. That's your quick quick little recap there. But props to volleyball and field hockey especially. Both top five national teams. Chasing national championships. How's the uh, the professional soccer leagues looking? How are uh, Lucidity good, although they're not playing great recently. Racing is not having a good, great time. Never been I think bad. they've lost their last two matches by a combined 9-1. That's not good. Not great. No, it's not good at all. Ever since they gave me a, a jersey for my birthday, they've lost. Like, like, gave you a jersey for your birthday? Yeah, and Mary. <laughs> Why? We get a whole box of stuff. I didn't get. I, they don't. I don't get stuff. You don't get stuff. I want stuff. You gotta step it up. You should see my room. It's full of like stuff that I've gotten for free over the years from like affiliates that I have no. I have more res memorabilia from like the 08 to 09 season than even one man should own. Well, I'll tell you. Because I got to I'm gonna display it. I want stuff. We'll get you some stuff. I mean, I'm not. The, you get some shady rays. I do have Shady Rays. I love my Shady Rays. We all love Shady Rays. I know. Yeah. Um, they did a good job on uh, after the Syracuse game of hiding my tears. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not seeing Roush and coffee going at it over this Mark Stoops quote. Oh, no. What are they doing? Apparently, like, so Stoops had a press conference today. Where First of was, all, Nick, don't fall for it. Roush is probably just trying to troll. Roush is on like SEC Network this afternoon. He's trying to troll. What's he doing on SD Network? I don't know. Talking UK football. All of a sudden, people want to talk about UK football. Um, yeah, but why'd they call Roush? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> Power of the Big X. I love you, Roush. I'm just teasing. But seriously, why? <laughs> uh, by the way, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sykes line. We're taking your thoughts here. We have What was the Stoops quote? Oh, the Stoops made a quote talk, talking about how, like, even if the SEC moves to a nine-game schedule – he says he'd still want to play teams like Youngstown State and give them those opportunities. Um, all basically sort of reiterating the thoughts that Mitch Barnhart laid out. You know, Mitch Barnhart says we're saving college athletics by playing FCS schools. Like we're <laughs> we're it's it's the betterment for the the entire sport. Football wouldn't exist at any sort of level if UK wasn't going to play Murray State every other year in football. Uh, and Louisville isn't that important. So what is he saying? We're Youngstown State to them? Is that what he's saying? No, he's just saying that he doesn't. You know, he, he wants to play the crappy teams but I don't want to play Louisville and then Roush says he had a quote during a different media appearance about the importance of playing L. I just think he's doing whatever he can to keep it at eight SEC, at, at eight SEC games okay and Nick took it personal no Nick's fine the, okay. b- both both Nick's are okay it's a okay. logical discussion okay well, I mean 
can we just keep the game regardless of what you guys do? Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> you're the top 10 right now. Like, don't be afraid of Louisville. Like, like I know Soups wants his three guaranteed wins. How about just two guaranteed wins and then take your chances against Louisville and play an SEC schedule? I mean, there's one thing when Kentucky sucked and they were, like, scared to play us. But, like, why now that they're good, why are they still trying to drop us? Yeah. It, it, I, like, I don't I've never understood. Like, we've never – we've when we were beating the, the, the poop out of you and you were beneath us so far down that we couldn't even hardly see you, you know, we used to, we had no problem keeping you on the schedule when we didn't need to. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, now we you're now, now you're beating the crap out of us and you still want to drop us. I mean, I get it when you were scared to play us because we were beating you, but now I mean, there's no reason to drop us. I just don't understand if, if other like this is the only rivalry game that appears to be on the chopping block for like SEC schools. Like Florida plays Florida State, they're not going to drop that game. South Carolina's not going to drop Clemson. Who, if there's a team in the SEC that should want to drop a rivalry game, it's <laughs> South Carolina versus Clemson. Like none of these other schools are even contemplating this, and UK is like, well, I don't know if we can keep doing it. Like, I just just play the damn game. Seeing the rivalry games, props to Iowa State for snapping a thing was like an eight game losing streak to Iowa this weekend. I mentioned that last segment. Did you? When I talked about Matt Campbell being the coach in Nebraska. Oh, I heard you say Matt Campbell. I'm like, they just beat Iowa for the first time since, I think, 2014. Yeah, something like that, yeah. And I, then I said, it's El Asico. Have you heard that reference before? Mm-mm. That's what they shut down full cast and college football fans call it El Asico because it's the opposite of El Clasico, the great soccer rivalry, because every year this game has a soccer score, but it's the ugliest thing in the world. And this year again, I believe it was, that what, was 10, 10 to 7? 7, yeah. I think... Some of, the, I only know this because I, I took I, I took Iowa State plus five. So. The stat is absurd. Something like eight out of the last 11 times they've played, the losing team has had single-digit points. Yeah. It's outrageous, but props to the uh, the Hawkeyes. They consistently win the play like the same time every year, too, like week two. Always three, week yeah. two. Yeah, always week two. Um, 502-414-1450 Texas says my god ER isn't full well but mode today he called, e, he called ER he's calling you ER oh I used to ER so that you're in a, you're in very much a well but mood today was that a good thing no it means like you're dismissing all positive stuff and saying like well it's good well but. I mean <laughs> he's got me doing it <laughs> I mean like Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Happy with the win. Happy, I'm glad, glad. Just, just content on getting a victory. Texas says his car insurance more expensive in some parts of Lexington because damn. What? Did you not see the videos from... At what point... This is going to sound like rivaling. At what point do UK students stop doing this? Like, they beat Florida on yeah. the road. They overturned cars. They burned couches. They yeah. went on State Street. They threw a bunch of chairs into a big, giant fire. Okay. Like... Why? Because they're celebrating a win. Like it's not like I mean, you just won. You've won three out of five, right? It's not 2007 anymore, you guys. Can't, you like, can't, you're, you're a top ten pro. Start acting like it. I mean, yeah, I think that was the we we we're now the 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 tides have turned. We're now the better team. We won the, three the, out of that. Ever elusive next step has been taken. Yeah, you, yeah, you can't. Yeah, you shouldn't be. Yeah, I agree with that. How would you feel too if I like? You beat Alabama. That's fine. What if that's your car? And it was like it was like some sort. Of, it was like an O2 Camry or something. What if that you're celebrating like, oh my god, the school that I go to won a big time road game, national TV, late. We're gonna be in the top ten next week. This is terrific. And then you wake up and you're like, my Camry just got. I'd be leave my Camry alone. Recognition. First of all, I walk if I'm a student and I walk out there and found out my my 1995 Honda Accord has been flipped over. The car, by the way, and by the way, if I'm, it's 2022 and I'm driving a 95 Honda Accord, clearly I can't afford a newer car. Be nice. Yeah, come on. I mean, that's, yeah, I, I would probably file a lawsuit against the university for my car. Go after the rich kid's car. 
They can afford this. They, they don't care. They're yeah. going to be fine. I mean, it's, just, it's like when my old Lumina used to get broken into and my CDs and stereo got stolen all the time. I'm driving a $400 Lumina. I mean, don't flip a car, people. It seems it was a little much. Plus, like you said, I mean, I, and I agree. At this point, like you can celebrate and be excited. I get it. You beat Florida. It's a swamp nonetheless. It was a good win. But this, I think you should be... if. Party and drink. Have a good time. Don't you don't need to flip stuff. Yeah, you don't stuff. need to. You don't need to go national championship celebration. Exactly. You did that. Was that was saved for the breaking of the thirty-one year old streak? Yeah, yeah. If you have done something like lost to Tennessee seventy-five straight times, yes, and you beat them. Okay, go out. There. I still. I, I never understand the maybe, whole rationale behind flipping cars, but whatever. Do it. Maybe if Florida was ranked number one in this in this exact situation, I would have made it slide a little bit. But they're also not ranked number. They were ranked like twelfth. Yeah, in okay. week two. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, come on. That's, Texas, by the way, Louisville Volleyball is ranked number three. Even better. Woohoo! I'm he, assuming Wisconsin and somebody else is ahead of us. I guess did Ohio, Ohio State was the team that beat us. And they. I know they moved ahead of us last week. I don't know if they lost or something. I don't. I can't see the poll. I just saw Louisville Volleyball tweeted out that they are now number three. Like Rolling Stone tweeting about a Golden State possible trade. You care about Rolling Stone? Oh, magazine. I saw because because Steph Curry in an interview said that they tried to get Kevin Durant. It's Rolling Stone magazine. Look at some bleep about an article. It, what was what Steph Curry said? He just, he just says exclusive Golden State Warriors explored a blockbuster trade for Kevin Durant this yeah. summer. Steph he gave an interview Jones. saying, "Yeah, like basically." Yeah. Terry said, "Did you get invited to Ryan McMahon's wedding this weekend?" I did not, but I did text with him and told him congratulations. I didn't get a text. He I didn't used get an invite. He used the same little glow sticks that we used at our wedding. I was like, brilliant move. Gets the uh, gives the uh, the non dancing people something to do out there on the dance floor. Gets it going. Donovan Mitchell gave a speech. I saw that. Uh, props to Ryan. Ryan's an aw- awesome guy. I don't know his uh, his fiance. He was on that. She was on. The, she was a Louisville Ladybird. Nice. She was on the that so sharp show that was on that TV. Dude, you had me at Lady. You lost. You had me at Ladybird. Yeah, she was on the TV show. She became like more famous than Ryan was when he was playing basketball there. So was that show only on one season. Only one season because the coach got fired, right? Because yeah, then you know some not cool. How stuff much happened. did you try to watch that show? Oh, I watched it. I tried to watch the, and I and I did say try because one I just don't like reality television no matter but with it being Louisville I'm like I'm gonna give it a sh- I'm gonna at least I want the ratings to show me at least me watching a little bit of it so I turned it on like the first episode and I think I maybe finished the first one and that was it I was that was kind of I couldn't do anymore um there wasn't anything to do with the, the ladies it's just, I just it's any reality television for me though texture I'm not reading. Your text. Stop using lube in all, all of your texts. That's the one thing that I'm going to say. Stop. I, I, Did you say lube or lube? Lube. I, I can't. Every text. And by the way, you were wrong about your prediction about what was going to happen us, to us on Friday night. So maybe stop using it again this week. But <laughs> I don't think it's an actual are U of L requ- fan. Are you requesting this texture to, to, to come with no Vaseline? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can only assume what the text or the content of the text is with the, if, the, if the word you're avoiding to use is lube. I, I'm pretty sure that's not really taking rocket science to figure out that one. <laughs> uh, Texas Sat is a little mind-boggling. He's extremely analytically minded, but he continues to run on second and seven and more, which is awful from an analytics standpoint. Is he really that analytically minded? It seems like he doesn't do a whole lot of analytics-based play calling i have no idea i i would think he's probably if 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 he's not in my good graces then he probably is analytically minded because i don't i'm not a big analytic guy we did come out and surprising right yeah we, we did come out and i mean the first series we did things like we mixed it up we threw on the first play of the game which is something that we have not been doing recently it seemed like the scripted first drive worked perfectly and then we kind of fell back into our old vices of being overly predictable you know 
incomplete pass on first down or run that doesn't work and then back to basic run on second and 10 and then traditional pass on traditional passing down. And it just, it didn't work. Um, I would like to see us mix it up a little bit more and maybe, you know, here's, this is, you save this thought, you hope maybe we've been holding some stuff out for Florida state. Maybe, probably not, but maybe, or maybe we're going to put some new stuff in. Maybe we let Lance Taylor take a little bit of the reins this week and put in some, I was gonna say put in some cool Notre Dame stuff, but they've lost the last three games, just lost to Marshall. So maybe not. (laughs) Texas says Lance Taylor. That's how much they hurt losing Lance Taylor. Yes, is Lance Taylor the missing piece in I South Bend? I think it's what we have to say at this point. Uh, I mean, can you can you? There's, it's hard to debate it. Texas said, uh, "Oh wow, this person. Oh, this is a UK fan who's very, very this is angry. angry UK fan. You be, you just beat Florida, gentlemen, what, and ladies. Why are you so angry? Oh, he's texting a bunch of this. I, see, I can't." Oh my God! He called me a soft Trinity bleepy at one point. Well, that's that sounds about right. <laughs> he well, then he just called you a fat crybaby bee. That's that sounds about spot on to you. Kind <laughs> of right on that one. <laughs> y'all are so jealous of having a good time. Guess I would be too dealing with everything you'll have the last decade. Trevor said he would file a lawsuit. Laugh out loud. What a fat crybaby bee. Yeah, I would. If I walked outside, right? Yeah, wouldn't you? Having a good time. I'm sure this guy says that about everything when there's burning cars. And yeah, this is a, this is a guy, by the way, that's probably been through four cars in five years because he can afford it because mommy bought six of them. I know the math doesn't work out there, but I don't give a bleep. Oh, no, this guy's like 60. There's no way. I mean, come you don't, on. You don't text like that if you're under 40. Uh, you're under 40. <laughs> you don't. Texas Jeff Brom could never go to Kentucky because his 95 Accord would be toast after all of his top five months. <laughs> That's a good time. What? <laughs> That's a good. I think it's intern Patrick. Jeff Brom could never go to Kentucky because his 95 Accord would be toast after oh, all of his top five months. <laughs> <Nice. upsets. laughs> yeah, it's good. Texas, the irony of UK students burning couches and cars after a Florida win is a lot of their parents were probably on Facebook complaining about UK basketball players kneeling for the anthem. Or the George Floyd <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, what point, I'm not saying you can't celebrate, but I mean, you don't need to be burning cars and couches. I just don't understand, point. but whatever. Like, if you want to go out and be and, and celebrate out in the streets, being drunk and, and you know, woohooing and maybe te- throwing some Get te- way too drunk, do something, throw some stuff. But to- like, call a paper, some things, that's fine. But yeah. The, the destruction thing, and, and I'm not saying that, that there's not a time and a place for it, even though it's not good, but there is a time and place for it, and not winning your third out of fourth game against Florida in five years is is that time and place. It's week two. Yeah. You were number two. 20. They were number 12. Yeah. It's, I mean, come on, guys. Texas Louisville media makes arrests, spray mace, and they tase folks at protests with fires and car violence. Lexington police drive the other direction for similar acts and celebrations. <laughs> or they pose for pictures for the people doing it. Uh, there's nothing more fun than having your car flipped. Good call, angry guy. Yeah, I mean, really. I mean, yeah, it's just it's, there, there are other ways to celebrate. I, I haven't seen any other fan base doing this this year either. Let alone a fan base of a program that was ranked in the top twenty-five. Yeah, because when they showed the Boone County like celebration, they were just at the, the like the 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 lake. Like I saw it's like oh, a, the, the App State. Yeah, yeah. No, they, 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 it was really cool. They showed Boone, them all. Like, I said Boone County, Boone, North Carolina. They showed that. like the two different groups like running and meeting in the middle of like Main Street in downtown Boone. And they just like started like jumping up and down. And the going other, nuts. the one I saw, there it was, was cool like, as hell. There was like, yeah, you you would have thought it was a summer day at the at the lake. 
Like they're just like a big old bed of water just having a party. I, know, I saw them like running in the streets. It was very cool. I haven't seen the street ones yet. I saw the one where there's, I guess, uh, you know, like I said, there's some rural area. So I said it felt good to beat the 2017 national champions on Friday. I thought it was funny that they had that at their stadium. <laughs> My dad was like, national champions of what? Well, I shared that because Kelly Dickey texted me the picture. And I was talking about it, like that little, and I didn't realize they had it actually like inside the stadium. Oh, I says, would. I'm, I'm, I'm I would for, too. I'm all for Central Florida doing that. I don't. I, I don't I'd hate have, them at I'd all. I'd have for a it. banner for it if I if I. I would hang a banner if I was them. Banners mean nothing. We. I, I've been saying I mean, this clearly. for years. Put up banners in, in the Yum Center for everything. Just yeah. put them up. Put up so many banners that they mean nothing. I, I have no ill will to Central Florida for that one. Texas says, "Is UK rushing State Street and flipping cars the new Clemson party on the ball?" <laughs> like, it's not about who we beat. It's tradition. It's about the car flip. I mean, what are they going to do to beat Georgia? Burn down a a a, a dorm? It's yeah, a good question. I mean, seriously, this is what they're doing. I mean, is it going to be like all out riot, or they're going to like? Is it going to look like the scene in Simpsons movie where they're coming to get Homer after they find out he's the reason the dome's on? I mean, is that what it's going to be? Texas says Marshall actually flipped all six cars in their town after the. <laughs> That's not very nice. You've been you've been to Huntington? No, but I've heard. I've been to Huntington. There's that's that's not off the off the rail. I've heard from the fans who made the trip there in 2016 about the, their experience there. I've been to Huntington a few times. It's you're not missing much. They said like they would put like they go over to the visitor section. They put like thumbtacks in the seats and stuff. That's, <laughs> that's, that's kind of funny actually. I mean, it's, it's something. I got no problem with that a little bit. Just if you want to celebrate cool, destroy your own car, not someone else's. Is Bush League any fan base that does it? I can, I agree. I mean, come on. I mean, you can you can you can smack the car. You can do a little damage to it, but don't just utterly flip the damn thing. Texas, the car almost tipped back the other way. It did. They weren't. It was. They were not great car flippers. I should give props to car flip. I mean, I'm just, flipping a car is not some easy task. Yeah, well, they they the car almost flipped back on this kid. And listen, now we're not talking about one of those like little like hybrid cars, right? No, it was like a like a Camry or something. It was no, like an old school. That's a, that's a tough thing to flip. It was. It was old. It was. It was a car that did not deserve to be flipped. Imagine walking outside this morning, going to go get some. Like, go, cats. What walk, a great morning. What the walking hell? Walking out with a cup of coffee. Man, it was a great night. I couldn't imagine sleeping through And you see your Corolla just flipped over on its side. I mean, yeah. What am I going to do? And yes, Texter, you might make fun of me. But yeah, I would probably. I would. If, if I'm driving a, Corolla, a 2005 Corolla still in 2022, I'm probably haven't even paid the damn thing off, more than likely. I'm, somebody's reimbursing my ass for that. You also probably don't have insurance. Odds are probably not. <laughs> or if I do, it's probably from an island that doesn't speak English. <laughs> uh says the fourth down decision was stupid. Satterfield is stupid. Trevor and my husband are stupid too for agreeing with Satterfield. I think you can agree with it. I think I think reasonable minds can disagree on this. I thought it was dumb, but I I mean the woman thinks I'm dumb. What a shock. <laughs> <laughs> but the husband likes you. Well, that's good. <laughs> you can go out the way there. i tell you what, let's take our last break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about this Monday night game. I still have to take a shot at somebody, and we'll try to get to as many of your texts as possible. We're probably not going to be able to get to all of them because it's been a, a loaded text line day, which is a good thing. We had a bad loaded text line day reacting to last week's game when we first came back to the radio. It's a good reaction today. We'll take the good days anytime we can get them. 502-414-1450 if, you're got, if you have thoughts. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Wrap the show. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X.
I like when you do this dance though. You always do like a little, it's like a little shimmy. It's the It's the white man left to right shimmy. Oh, that's me. Oh, absolutely. You live right here in the shoulder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd be like Seth Rogen if I was on the dance floor. Like, he's doing the dice thing way too much. He's doing the dice thing way he's too much. He's got. This is a field into my brain. <laughs> this is one of those videos like you watch and you go, how did we not know he was gay? Yeah. Like, can you go back and look at this? Like, this reminds me of the uh, Austin Powers. I can't believe Liberace was gay. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I guess in hindsight, like it was like... It, you look, yeah, Careful you back, now. Yeah, I'm just saying it looks so elaborate and like, but like at the time it wasn't. That was just the norm of the '80s, though. Yeah, like he wasn't like there's was probably style. yeah colors and bright pastels and I mean this is not this song was the top song of 1985 by the way. Actually, Careless Whisper was, but I, I love Careless Whisper. Don't get me wrong, but I wanted to give you know wake me up a little shout. It was number three technically. Understandable. And the the number two song on the day we actually beat Central Florida which goes to my argument about the style and the colors and everything. Number two song on November 2nd of 1985 was the Miami, Vi- Miami Vice theme, Ooh. which is a show, I mean, all, you know, pastels and bright colors and, 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 you know, all that type of stuff. So, yeah, I can see where it's over. In hindsight, it's easy to overlook it. It's easy to go back and go, how did we not know? But I think it, it was easy to, to fall under the radar then. Are you saying pastels? Pastels. Pastels? Isn't it Pascal's? Pastels. Not Josh Pascal's. <laughs> UK player. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Spell um, it for me. Pastel, P-A-S-T-E-L. Okay, but is that the same thing as the, the color? Yeah. You sure it's not Pascal? I'm, yes, 100% sure. I don't think so. You, I, I, I'm Googling pastels right now. P-A-S-T-E-L-S. Definition. Definition of pastel. A crayon made of powdered pigments bound with gum or resin, a soft and delicate shade of a color. Pastels are bright, vibrant colors. You see a lot of them in the infield at Derby. Yes. Yes, pastels. Pastels. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'd be damned. Put it on the calendar. That's... Thing is, I almost decide that also does explain a few weird looks now. Yeah, I see. I was gonna let that go because you say I correct you when I don't need to. But the text line has like seven straight people that are like, "Is he saying Pascal's?" <laughs> so we had to make mention of it. I mean, I'm in the right ballpark. People get over. You're it. always close. Is the thing. You're, I mean, you're always a- you're always close enough. I'm always like a letter or two off. It's never yeah, like <laughs> even with names or scores. <laughs> Sometimes people, you're always close. You're, you're always. I always know what you're talking about. I can, close I, enough. I speak you know. fluent Trevor, <laughs> but sometimes the text lines like, "Is he saying?" Is can he, I claim my own speaking Trevor as a second language? Yes, second language? why the Trevor saying a day calendar is coming your way in 2023. <laughs> saying a day. Jenna, Jenna was jotting them all down. Do we have? No, well, I've seen her her notes over here though. Uh, I mean, do we have enough for a whole calendar? I guarantee you, we have enough for a whole calendar. <laughs> Guaranteed. We have like three today. 
We're good. What was the other one today? We had past. I mean, I still don't, don't see where I messed that one up, but. Well, it's not the word. <laughs> and then you had old hand instead of old hat. Still don't, still don't agree with that one. Well, again, <laughs> we'll let the viewers of the calendar, the purchasers of the calendar decide. I'm assuming pterodactyl is going to be like the number one. Pterodactyl on would be up there. <laughs> Every other idiom that you've somehow gotten backwards would have to be on there at some point. Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, tonight we have uh, NFL winding down. I miss the old, like I guess they did it for like four or five years where they would have two Monday night games I don't think in it was week four or five. one. I thought it was only like the last two years, maybe or three years they have done was it. Was that because now they've gone away from it and we have a? I don't like it. I like the I like the old school. Yeah, I, I was getting. I can't. It's not old school. I guess that's the, the wrong term because it's only been they only did it like two or three years. But yeah. That was one of the little things that they have done and changed that I had I, I was liking and getting it. It was good. I mean, because the early start time, Monday yeah. night, you don't have to wait as long for kickoff. You like pretty much we're doing the radio show at six. We go right home and start watching Plus football. You get two games, and then you get to watch late. You get two games better than one. It's very simple. But tonight, just one game. Yeah, two is always better than one. Two is almost always better than one, especially when it comes to sports. Broncos Seahawks tonight, ESPN, uh, ABC. Eight fifteen is the kickoff. Denver's a six point favorite. Seahawks are supposed to be bad this year. It just you know it seems like a kind of blah end to what was. Let's be real. I know football was back, but the NFL Week One kind of blah overall. Yeah, but I mean this does have this 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 matchup obviously is more about the story, for sure. Russell Wilson going back to Seattle. Um, I mean, would have been perfect if the NFL had any kind of maybe some intelligence. They could have shifted the schedule around to where the early game would have been. Uh, 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 Cleveland and Carolina followed by this game. Yeah, I mean that would you talk about like setting up the perfect storyline of, of returnees, even though I guess Cleveland was going to Carolina in that situation. But nonetheless, that would have been a, like the perfect thing to do if you're going to do storylines with this. But, For sure. I mean the night's game, you're right. I mean the, the storyline's going to be there. They're going to talk about that. I have a. I don't think the game's going to be overly sexy. I think obviously Denver's a team that's going to be one of the few teams in the West that wants to kind of run the ball a little more than passing. I don't know if they'll get the luxury of doing that in every game, but they want to. This will be one they will. I mean, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, expect to see them kind of run down the throat. I think, yeah, this is a blast. I see Denver winning this game and covering. Now, you you haven't, by design, I haven't let you talk about the Eagles win over the Lions all that much. No. But are you feeling it was a narrow victory for the Eagles? Lions stormed back, put up 35 points with Jared Goff at quarterback. Are you feeling more optimistic about the Eagles season or kind of where you were ahead of time? Honestly, I, both teams were they, who they thought they were. Thank you, right. I, I've told you before the season that I thought Green uh, Detroit's defense was putrid, and it was. It was bad. Uh, I feel like offensively they are – I don't think they're as good as what they showed on Sunday, which makes me a little worried about our defense. DeAndre Swift's good. Uh, I mean, Swift is good. I know golf can be serviceable. I mean, I know he's not good, but he can be serviceable. Yeah. <laughs> I think I feel like I'm trying to give like Virginia like some vegetables. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good for you. Tastes good, honey. Yeah. Yeah. Be eating or somebody giving me a salad. Um, so yeah, I am a little worried on the defense giving up 35 points. I would have been more happier with only giving up 21 or 24. But you know, it's it's you know having to go for it on fourth down to even clinch the game, which they did and they did. So I, I'm not I'm not too upset, but. I'm trying to think. I don't we even had know. dude stop by the way on that last drive. It's gonna be interesting. We play we play Monday football next week at, at Minnesota. Vikings we look good. Really good against Green Bay. So I'm I'm slightly worried with next week and week two for the Eagles. I, I was, don't know who does Detroit play. Uh, I don't even know who they play. They, they have a game. Uh, they're, they're not on by yet. <laughs> <laughs> they're playing a football game. I mean, no one's on a bye in week two anyway. <laughs> they play uh, Washington. 
Uh, that can be an interesting game. Because we are the only team in the NFL this week, this year, that doesn't have a like Sunday night game or Monday night game. You no have, no really? prime time. That's every sad. single game. You got five. Every single game besides Thanksgiving is a 1 p.m. kickoff. And Thanksgiving is 1230. 1230, yeah. yeah. It's, it's always weird. Classic lines. That's who we are. I mean, technically, it is a primetime game. Well, it's a, the only game on. But well, it's yeah. Not but it's still, I mean. Um, I always consider anything that's not just on a normal one or four o'clock Sunday is to me a primetime game. Well, primetime is eight to eleven p.m. I mean, well, yeah, but if you're not on the one or eight, one or four o'clock schedule on a Sunday, then you're in a spotlight in some way or another. Yeah. Which you know. Yeah. Um, we have more volleyball news real quickly. We mentioned you have up to number three in the polls. Big win over Purdue. They'll play Kentucky this Wednesday, seven o'clock. It's going to be on ESPN. Louisville or Purdue. Louisville. Okay. Wouldn't be mentioning if it was Purdue. Uh, number three, Louisville's number three. Kentucky's number 13. The Cards took out the Cats last year when the Cats were coming off of their national championship. But ESPN, big-time coverage. Supposed national championship. The, yeah, Mickey, Mickey Mouse title. Yeah. Big-time uh, national spotlight. Would love to see that for the, the you know, volleyball in the, in the state of Kentucky, certainly for the Cards, who are hopefully going to take out the Cats for a second straight year. But 7 o'clock Wednesday, make it to the match if you can. If you can't, you'll be able to watch which, it on ESPN. Is, so is, you said ESPN, though? The big dog. I, Big stage. What day is that on? Wednesday. And I'm not Peter. I'm just making sure my everybody you got know. it. Wednesday at 7. We're Wednesday good. at 7. I'm trying to think just what, what could have been, what we could have bumped on for that. I mean, because there's not too much competition on, but that's good nonetheless. Texas Trevor has to be a plant. There's no way he's real. No, he's real. I'm real. <laughs> Texas says Josh Packner. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure that Trevor actually speaks Trevor. Pascal is an old computer language. <laughs> hey, people, listen. You all thought no child left behind was a good idea, okay? But now we're starting to re- starting to realize the the re- reaping the, the benefits of that. Patrick right Ryan, here for you. Patrick Ryan, by the way, texted in. He, you know, he plays baseball at Manual. He said, "I got three at bats at home this year, but my walk up song was Careless Whisper." <laughs> that's actually awesome. That's awesome. Mine was. Um, uh, what was it? This? Still fly big timers. We were in the state tournament. I never got to pick a walk up song. I don't know if I would. I, t- I think I've told you. I think it was a little part. I think it was Derek Alonzo. And, and I, if it's not him, if you're listening, Derek, I apologize. Former Little Catcher, but he used to have the Hey There Delilah. I like it. Was that. Like the, it was the year that I, I, I covered. I was, you know, I was up there with, with Sean, like that old, old what, 06, 07 scene, whatever it was. I spent so many games with there. And I mean, I, there, every day I would leave the damn game with the Hey There Delilah it's stuck catchy. in my head. Have you seen because the, of him doing that walk-up song? Because you know, we've talked about this year. Um, Edwin Diaz for the Mets, the closer, he's come out to that Timmy Trumpet song, the Narcos, and like the, yeah, the, yeah. the intro's become a really cool thing. Now everybody's using that song, by the way. Syracuse used it at kickoff against us a few weeks ago. Like everybody's trying to claim Timmy <sighs> Trumpet. But anyways, hey, when name when people do that. The others, like on the flip side, Craig Kimbrell recently has started coming out the last seven games to let it go from Frozen. And he's been, like, unhittable. Like, he hasn't, he's given up, like, one hit in seven innings, no runs. And he'd been pretty bad this year so far. He was 3-5 and five with a 4.46 ERA. And now it's just been, like, unhittable. There was a guy, I, one of my favorite things when I do bad schemes, listening to the walk-up songs for the players. Uh-huh. And I don't know, it was the player for, they were, who were they just playing? It was Columbus, I believe. And his walk-up song was, What Does the Fox Say? And I told to break. I was like, I told Nick, I was like, I, I don't know this guy personally, but I swear I hope he goes. He never gets another hit the rest of yeah, his life. Like not... just, I have to hear. I mean, for having to hear just the small bit of that song, 
that I'm having to hear every other couple innings. I don't want this guy to ever do anything successfully ever again. Texas Trevor wants uh, Trevor. I used to think that Ottomans were Ottomans. That's a good one. Ottomans. Ottomans. That's the thing that's the end of your uh, Put your feet chair, up on. right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he th- he thought they were Ottomans. Uh, and that's also the same name of the hospital. Ottomans the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Ottoman or Ottoman. Ottoman with a B. Which one's the hospital? Ottoman with a B. I always called it Ottoman. Hospital. You did. So you, <laughs> so you flipped that, but you somehow got the Ottoman actual right. Which I know is, the Ottoman. Yeah, I knew. I knew. I knew what an Ottoman was though. That's another family guy thing. It's like the Ottoman Empire. They put their the legs. Like, this, this is what our empire is going to be about. <laughs> I never got Ottomans. Like those. Like I don't know. I I don't have never. I've had them in my house, but I'm not a big Ottoman fan. Um, I never understood the the bench at the end of your people's bed too. I like, I've never had like, that. Like why would you put like was there to sit? What do you think the bed's for? Michael Scott to sleep in. I mean, that's I never. Yeah, the whole bench at the end of your of the bed scene. I never understood. These are things I ponder about at night. I'm not surprised. Texas also, Adam Finkelstein said on the message boards that UK literally doubled our NIL offer to DJ Wagner, and that's why they are now in the lead. Does Junior not have like $400 million? Well, we don't offer kids, apparently. So, Well, no, the coaching staff doesn't. Doesn't mean the 502 Circle can't. Yeah, it does. That's that's how it kind of No, works. the 502 Circle can do what they want. They can't. They should. They can't. They will. They, they're not. They're going. Um, <laughs> yeah. Coaches have has to sign off on it, but they I mean, don't. but the thing is, if Kenny Payne is saying like we're not going to offer kids nil deals just to come here, then that's not accurate according to this. If Kentucky's doubled our nil deal, then we at least made DJ Wagner an offer. I don't. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter how it's it's going to happen. It sounds like he's he's not coming here. But we did have the we haven't got a chance to talk hoops recruiting. We're up against the end of the show here. But I saw Isaiah Miranda, the the seven foot big man, was in on campus this weekend. I like the fact that his mom was throwing up the L's at the end of her visit. Nice, not a bad sign. Also, he's listed at seven one. He's like dwarfing Kenny Payne in these pictures. I mean, he's Payne's what six eight, six eight, six nine. Yeah, I mean Listed he's at six eight. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a tall young man. Well, I hope so. At seven one, you're giving up what like six inches, I and mean, he can do between the legs dunks. Not a bad combination for seven one two. Not a bad combination. Uh, you already kind of gave this away, but tonight Monday Night Football, Broncos Seahawks. Give me a score prediction. Uh, I'll say Seattle wins. Seattle. I mean, I'm sorry, Seattle. <laughs> Denver. Denver wins. Uh, twenty twenty four ten. I'm gonna say the Broncos. I think it's a little bit. Yeah, I think it's a boring game. I'm gonna say thirty to. They want to run the ball. Yeah, and they're, they're going. They want to, and they're going to be able to. Give me thirty to seventeen, Broncos. Were you okay with uh, Collinsworth's voice last night? I didn't hear it. I saw everybody talking about it. I, it would make me mad because I think we've both been in that boat where we've gotten to a show where we sound Play that way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like, everybody's like, yank him off. He sounds like, let, let, give, the guy, give the guy a little, little slip. Come on. He's I, putting his heart into this. I mean, listen, I've, I know you've done shows. I've done shows where, you know, a week goes by and my Monday sometimes after a weekend on top of it, you sound a little, we sound a little rough. Yeah. Because it can be a strain talking three hours. All right. Well, this was hey, hey, fun to do a celebration show. Glad we got to get one of these in. Hopefully, we can do another one next Monday. Hopefully, a week from tomorrow. I tell you what, if if we're celebrating another victory from three to six next Monday, I guarantee it's going to be even more animated than this one. Because oh, I'll be beating FSU is going to be a much bigger deal now yeah. on the heels of this one. But happy to get this one in. Enjoy it. Cardinal it'll be more it was butt slapping next week if we're in the same situation. So much more butt slapping. It'll be it'll be butts will be hit. Red butts everywhere. Handprints on 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 rear ends across the town. Grabbing butts left and right. <laughs> Squeezing. The Cardinal Insider with Jody Demling is up next. Keep it locked right here on fourteen fifty. The Big X. Have a fantastic Monday night. We'll see you guys tomorrow back here at three. Wake me up.
Yep. Before you go, 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 leave me hanging.